<laughs> Jesus Christ! God damn it, man! It's off to a good start, isn't it? It's just always so toasted. <laughs> hello, hello, and welcome to the Inglorious Bastards podcast, where we talk about spirituality, news, and our declaration that we are still se- that we are all seeking the Democratic presidential nomination for 2020. Hashtag Pastards 2020. I don't know what it's for. My name is Michael Basinger. With me are is Brad it? Polly, hi, Matt Polly. Hey there. Together we are the Inglorious Pastards. Doctor Brad Pickens is in the house. How's it going? What's up, Doc? Yeah, what's up, Doc? And Michael is lit. <laughs> Already. Lit. Already. Yeah. We went to we did some pre gaming at dinner, which we don't usually do. I <laughs> ordered was it about one and a half old fashioned. I ordered an old fashioned. I was fine after one, and she brought the other one out, which I did not order. <laughs> you didn't. And I, I I drove his car to my house. If that tells you anything. Oh my god! You literally almost fell over when you stood up. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. I. But thanks for having me back. Yeah. So Brad was on episode <laughs> back, sixty-five. <laughs> this should, should advance your career nicely. Yeah. How's that going, buddy? We, yeah, we've done so much to help that out. <laughs> that was not me. That was Brad Esquire. What was that? Is that all this podcast is yes. now? Is just punching buttons? Pretty much. Basically. Okay. It's been a while. Michael, stop, stop playing R. Kelly. God, God damn it. Okay. Well, I thought everybody liked back. R. Kelly. I think we've had no. He's not right coming back. He's in the news, man. He's fucking popular. This is going to be such a fucking mess. I'm really sorry you came up for this, man. I really feel bad that you're here for this, honestly. Jesus. <laughs> Michael. I'm sorry. I should not. Drink your water. Okay. You seriously, I can get you some of those biscuits, man. I'll be, so I don't need toasted. any baskets. Any baskets. <laughs> Jesus. I could be home with my kids. All right. I know. <laughs> I could be fucking like my, anywhere. I could be at home with know, your right? kids. <laughs> you could. Or my kids. We're not sure They're who. They're actually <sighs> the same. It could be both, yeah. yeah. All right. Announcements. Uh, we've got Ask the Void coming up. So if there's any questions you want to ask the Void, call 484-BASTARD. That's I saw a picture of him online today. 727 The Void? Yeah. That's yeah. right. The, void. Yeah. the black hole. Yeah. yeah. That was nice. Oh, yeah. They finally captured him. Yeah. Yeah. Just like Bin Laden. How did it take us so <laughs> long? Yes. <laughs> yes. Just like Bin Laden. How did we Laden? get Bin Laden, right. but not the black hole? <laughs> I don't even know how that happens. Um, the bracket challenge winner... Uh, for the NCAA. Yeah, who won Yeah, that? I have no Lindsay idea. Lindsay Stiletovich won. Are you crazy? Yeah. Congratulations, Lindsay. That's See, that's what happens is she basically took like a dark horse and yeah. picked him to win. Yeah. If that happens to work out, you yeah. win. Yep. Yeah. Who won? Lindsay She's the manager at Starbucks in town. Yeah. yeah. No, the game. Oh, uh, Virginia. Virginia. Oh. Yeah. Oh, that one? <laughs> yeah, honestly, I didn't even remember the game was on. I didn't, I didn't even second up. I woke up the next morning. I was like, oh, there's an oh, actual Yeah, that's right. Yeah. It was a good game, went into overtime. It sounded like it was. It was way past my bedtime. So, but it was it was good times. <laughs> I'm drinking water. Yeah, <laughs> lots. Hey, You're gonna get a refill in a minute. What are you drinking? Go ahead and pound that. I'll get you a refill. <laughs> Well, I had an old-fashioned, now I'm drinking water. I had you had one and a half old-fashioned. 1.5 old-fashioned. I will say, they were strong. I had yeah. a beer and an old-fashioned. They were 
There's a strange child lurking I at your door. I have no fucking idea you had a doorbell. They were who? What is happening? Okay, what? Well, there, somebody's here. It's a it's a little it's a little child. Is it Josh Casey? No, I think they're <laughs> they're here. <laughs> is that Josh? I don't know. Did, is it Josh Casey? <laughs> He's prone to just show up. You should have bought her Girl Scout cookies. <laughs> and he is a small child. So. It's our it's our it's our little neighbor Layla. She's <laughs> oh. adorable. Well, it seems like it. Yeah. Anyway, all right. <laughs> what are you guys? Drinking? What are we doing? Oh, uh, this water. is I'm having from uh, Coppertail Brewing Company. This is from the Lancasters, one of their beers. Um, it's oh, that an, bottle looks. It's it's ass. a yeah unholy triple. It's a freaking great graphics design, man. Um, and the beer is goddamn good. Uh, it pairs well with uh, Cuban devil crab. Oh, just well, FYI. You know, just in case you can get your hands no. on any of that. A- as do I. So, yeah, I was going to say same. <laughs> same. Same. Guys. It's like talking to fucking Mike Tyson. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Without a list. Yeah. <laughs> what you talking about? Um, anyway, it's really good. So thank you to the Lancasters for that. It's, it's a really good beer, man. I, uh, and I am having uh, brandy from... Creek Bend is it Creek Bend Brandy? Is yes, that what it's, it's called? called Creek Bend. Yeah, uh, from Cardinal Spirits, made from Oliver Winery grapes it's here locally. So, it's Creek Bend, like that's their, one their, of the, their high end wine. I think it might be. I yeah, that's like one of the better brandies I've ever. Yeah, had. it's yeah, it's that's fucking expensive really for a three hundred seventy five mil bottle. Yeah, but, but that's really tasty. Yeah. And then I'm having um, Ellie's Brown. Uh, American Brown Ale from Avery Brewing in Boulder, Colorado. Yeah, we've got it's so much goddamn beer. We're, it's just, really, we're just winging it at this, this point. This is fantastic. Is that it? is a good brewery, is it good? man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's tasty. What you got there, buddy? I've got the Willett uh, Family Reserve, yes. something like that, small Crumby. batch, yes. which is a delightful bourbon. Yes. Uh, and a million percent alcohol, I think. Is what it's like 56%, <laughs> I think. Yeah, so God bless you for handing yeah, me that. You're, you're welcome. Get and I've also got the Avery uh, White Rascal. Which yeah. is a Belgian style white ale. Is it good? I like to think of myself as a white rascal, kind of a Belgian style. You are a white rascal. You are you're, 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 you're our white rascal. It is. It's absolutely delightful. It's a perfect spring beer. Uh, it. Uh, yeah. The, the effervescence of the day is captured in this glass. <laughs> <laughs> you're like Alice in Wonderland, the white rabbit, but you're the white uh, rascal. <clears throat> one pill, Michael's drinking one water. One pill makes so. it smaller, Peter and one pill makes Michael, it Michael's tall. having. Uh, artesian spring water yeah. from Martinsville, Indiana, yeah. filtered through my fridge. Yeah, fridge, <laughs> fridge water. is good. Hopefully, it filters out the cancer because that's uh, <laughs> that needs to happen here Fr- in town. Fridge filtered, mother approved. It's great. <laughs> I got it. Good God! All right, Michael, move on. Um, okay, so um, this round. This round is on the Pastors Pub. If you'd like to buy us around, go to patreon.com slash pastors podcast. You will get access to our spinoff podcasts, access to the Pastors Pub. It's a closed Facebook group where we talk about life, spirituality, and just about everything else. Things discussed in the pub this week. Uh, T.D. Jakes <laughs> came out. out. Who? T.D. Jakes. You ever heard of him? Yeah. Wasn't that article like he four years out, old, though? Pretty sure that article was four years old. I don't know. People are talking about it. Yeah. So. So pretty sure that he's still a terrible old. person, even if he is affirming. As being affirming doesn't make you a great person. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> it well, makes you a, a clearly hot takes. There's four people it, around the table hot, that hot are takes. fucking horrible human beings. <laughs> Michael's hot takes. Yeah, I'm glad he's affirming, but he's also still a piece of shit. <laughs> is he? 
Well, yeah, kind of. All right. Yeah. Great. I, I literally know nothing Have about it. Have you seen either. that, that, that uh, Twitter account with, what is it, the sneakers and the... It's an Instagram. Yeah. Instagram? Is he one of them that's on there? No, no I don't know. I haven't seen him on what, there. What's, what's Dude, I spent five called? minutes uh, on... Preachers? preachers preachers and sneakers preachers or something in sneakers letter in i literally i spent is that all he's wearing is the sneakers <laughs> i spent five minutes on there and i pretty much wanted to eat a winchester by the time I yeah was gone. i know so, like, I was so like, brad nope. uh do you know what instagram is no okay so <laughs> well, no i have an instagram account now my wife made it for me what you know what you don't know what it is no right. i haven't seen my instagram account anybody, i just know that i have one. if anybody can find brad pickens instagram account <laughs> Let us know what it is. That is the most on-brand thing ever for you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So anyway, hey, did you know your Google Plus account got deleted last week? Damn. Oh. Yeah, what? I know. My what? They got rid of Google Plus. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What All can right. you do? The thing you post on like twice. Did you, I did. did they he, were classic. Did you actually, have glue. They were good. I did for a you minute. had Google yeah, Plus. Yeah, I did. Wait, you I did. Know, yeah, I posted. Wait, what's Google Plus? Exactly. Nothing yeah. anymore. <laughs> Never heard of her. Yeah. I, I posted one thing on it when somebody came and tried to steal lumber from me <laughs> in the middle of the night, and I just yeah, asked. I, I just that. asked people to keep it to regular business hours. Like they can have the damn their lumber. Theft. <laughs> keep their theft to yeah. regular business. Well, no. At least have the dignity to look me in the eye. I heard that you robbed me blind. <laughs> I was inside the house and I heard like lumber clattering, and so I went out on the lawn to see what would appear, and um, and. And, and there Orange was County Redneck stealing Johnny and Meth hat out there. And then I realized there were people digging through my lumber pile, and I was like, damn it. Because I was in my shorts. All the and I, so I went back in to put on some pants, so when they shot me, I'd at least have pants on when I went to so the hospital. So your mother wouldn't find you dead pantless. And then, what, yeah. Well, that's that'd be a typical day for me. <laughs> But anyway, not dead, just passed so, out on the lawn. So by the time I got back out, they it's were called meditation mat. They were escaping, and they had like a giant flashing light on the top of their suburban. Why? And so I told that to the police, and they still weren't able to track them down. <laughs> they couldn't find the fucking flashing light. No, I mean you shouldn't. It shouldn't be difficult. No. There's a flashing light on their hood. And they were like, well, that could be anybody. So <laughs> everybody out here has flashing lights. So I don't know who took I don't know who took my two by fours. Anyway, so this this uh Instagram is basically pictures of uh, famous pastors with new shoes on. And pants and shirts and that cost like hundreds or even yeah, thousands like of dollars. 400, like four hundred, five hundred dollar <clears throat> shoes. On the low end. Shoes. On the low end, yeah. yeah. Some somewhere mm-hmm. Around a thousand dollars on some, so pretty fascinating read. Is it? Fa- is fascinating the word we're going for <laughs> yeah, there? Sure, why not? I found it utterly infuriating. I mean, yeah. isn't it great when criminals get away with it and then oh, they get it posted God. on Instagram and then they get tax write-offs for yeah. it? And they're fuck in their, you. Their wardrobe. What kind allocation? of church gives you a, a budget? Like, a, wardrobe budget. A wardrobe budget. A church that I will wait, never put on some fucking of. pants no, and a wait, goddamn shirt. Stop. And preach about Jesus. Like, the church that you should seek employment at, I think, yeah. is the word Why that you're looking you for. <laughs> Why wouldn't you want to there? Why wouldn't you want to I've got a price. Mrs. And, Mrs. And Polly's it's, here. It's Hi, nice. Miss Polly. Hey, Bones. <laughs> Bones. <laughs> it's her nickname, yeah. Um, I didn't know No, I have that. a price, and it's expensive tennis shoes. <laughs> yeah, is it uh, New Balance? They cost those, 45 bucks. No, those aren't. That's not enough. Pickens has his... his Fucking Jordan 4s on right now. <laughs> How'd you guess? Actually, these are original Jordans. Yeah. Like I've been... Uh, I bought them on eBay. I've been saving them for a special occasion. This was it. <laughs> yeah. Good this call. Is it. Uh, Much like most of the decisions in your life, that was a good Brad, one. 
Turn your notification hey, sound off. How about you eat shit? <laughs> how about we do that? Can we go that route? Okay, next. It's um, literally been a hundred and some episodes of that going off, and you're just now <laughs> pissed about it because you're one and a half old-fashioned drunk. I can feel drunk. everything right like now. He's just now hammered. No, Michael, you can't feel anything right now. I can feel it all. I can kick all. you in the in the friggin' nutsack, and you wouldn't the know about it right now. <laughs> things okay. Uh, things discussed in the pub. The best version of the song Hallelujah. What is uh, it? Jeff Buckley, Buckley probably Leonard it's, Cohen. I, I that was no, a cl- cl- it's a it's, it's kind Buckley. of a toss up. It's Buckley. I just it's not listened Buckley. to Cohen's just, is fine, but it's Buckley. It's not Buckley. So God damn I was normally Buckley. I listened to Cohen's. No, it's last week. Buckley. Yeah, it. God, it's so fucking good. I forgot how fucking good it was. Yeah, well, he wrote it. It fucking. Well, I know, also, but I, it. Well, you have to. You also have to judge it by the larger body of work. And between the two, <sighs> that's probably I picked true Leonard too. Cohen. Yeah. What do you think the secret chord was, Michael? Just it's probably another old-fashioned. C7? It, yeah, it was another old-fashioned. Michael, what's next? <laughs> uh, socks before pants or pants before socks? Pants. I don't... Socks. I always put my you pants on first. Think this, I don't... I think I put my pants on most of the time I always put my first. pants yeah. on first, yeah. Because yeah. what I are you, an animal? <laughs> I do socks first. <laughs> what kind of fucking savage are you? Just sitting there with like no pants on Hey, Michael, socks. I got another notification. I probably can't do hashtags, so make sure you're right. Great. All the great I've got them. Don't worry. I've got, yeah. I got a lot of things I'm saying, and they're pretty great. That's I've got a Michael. Don't worry. Uh, about the Fitz became a grandpa. Yeah. So, congratulations. Yeah. One, of our, one Amy. of our Amy and Jason. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Cute baby. Also, oh, disgusting. Aaron's baby came home. Yeah. Aaron, yeah. Da- Aaron, her that. lover, Dave. Yep. Their baby finally Dave came home. Lover. They had a premature baby. They had, not premature. Um, it had some oxygen issues. And so um, it was in the for three weeks. That's shit. I mean, it was in yeah. NICU for like three weeks. So, but it's home now. Yep. He's it? home now. Cool. He, he, sorry, Jonas. It is home. Sorry. Jesus well, Christ. I find it works for most anything. Babies. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. All right. Jonas is home. So. Um. Thing. Okay. And then also try to figure out how a Stegosaurus could have sex. What do you guys think? How does Stegosaurus? I don't have an opinion, sex? Michael. They're, they're extinct. I. So. They went extinct sixty-five million years ago. I don't give a shit. Wheelbarrow. Some studies say that they may have had a, a wheelbarrow. <laughs> Some studies have shown that they may have had a a, a six-foot penis. <laughs> don't we all? Beth. <laughs> Beth's worried about Michael. Yeah, Beth, I'm fine. Oh, he's gonna oh, move the car. Yeah. Where's your keys, Michael? Right, here, hold on. There you, go. there you go. You know, this is riveting entertainment. Like <laughs> okay. talking about moving Michael's car. <laughs> okay. People listen to this. I can understand. Well, the, I can understand why you hey, want to give money. This to shit this. bought your dinner. All right, so, <laughs> so fuck you. No, so God Stegosaurus bless, God bless have sex because they probably had a six foot penis. That's how long it would have to yeah, be. Yeah, same. All right, can we move on now? No, I need to talk about penises. So, have you guys heard about duck penises? No, Michael. Do you know there's corkscrew penises? Have you seen these? Yeah, every morning. Can we move on now? You, you have a corkscrew penis? <laughs> Can we move on now? No, I need. we need to talk about... So I, we just ducks. did. Can we move on now? No. Have you seen a duck's penis? Google it. Are you, are you Googling? No, penis? I'm not Googling, Michael. I'll Google duck All penis. Right. I'll do it. So I left my kids at home for this <laughs> with male, my wife. I know. Male like, ducks... She has to cook supper and Have a, cor- a corkscrew penis. <laughs> Um, and it's just riveting, guys. Wait, was this in the pub? Yes, this is a, this is part of the discussion about stegosauruses and their six. Okay. See, here's the good thing about depression is when I don't like get in the pub, I miss <laughs> shit like this, and I don't actually miss it. Like a cor- 
a cork. He does have a corkscrew penis. Have you? Is, that is literally. It has a corkscrew penis. Are you on the bus? Do, do they go? I hope the duck is kind of laying there in the picture. Well, here's a question. <laughs> Do they insert? Out. Do they insert like you would a drill into drywall? Well, like do they the just thing. spin around until? Here, here's the great part: <laughs> females have a corkscrew vagina, so it works. So it fits. Like, so it's like the just Lord. screwing a screw into a threaded. The, yeah, the Lord really knew what he was doing there. It's true. It's an intelligent design. Yeah. Wait, well, thank God I don't have one. That sounds like a lot of work. I mean, so. A lot more work, anyway. Corkscrews? You yeah. Couldn't, you couldn't be bothered. No. At a certain point. No. <laughs> like, ah, fuck it. Man, just imagine if you did it the wrong way and you stripped the... The <laughs> nut? something screw? else? To... Yeah. I... <laughs> Christ. What else do you have, Michael? Yeah, you Please don't want to strip the nut. <laughs> I don't have anything else. Thank God. That's Can we move on now? Make... Let me see. Let me check my notes. No, hit the button, Michael. TD Jakes, duck penis. We got it. T.D. Jakes and Duck Penis. We got it. T.D. Jakes, check. <laughs> duck Penis, check. And oh. Stegosaurus sex. Stegosaurus, check. There we go. All right. Lock up your fears, dry all your tears, uh. refill your fears. We're headed into the new speed. Okay, Brad, what well, you got? No, go ahead. Oh, okay. Uh, man arrested after border police, quote, catch him having sex with a cow. Okay. Jose Nino, 29, has been charged with bestiality after police investigated and identified him as suspect. Is that, is that still illegal? This is why we need a wall. <laughs> Jose Nino, 29, a Mexican national, was arrested near the Hidalgo. Hidalgo? Hidalgo. Yeah. God, Michael can Was that a I movie can't. with uh, yeah. fucking Vigo Morton? I think it was. was. With fucking Aragorn? Yes. Yeah. Mm. Uh, in Star County line on Friday, March 15th, according to police, a few U.S. Border Patrol agents witnessed a man, quote, having sex with a cow. When a man loves a cow, loves a heifer, can't keep his mind on nothing else. <laughs> That's really the whole story. Um, judge, yeah, really not a whole lot to that. No, Judge J.P. Uh, Gillen has set a $1,500 bond, and Nino was released to the custody of the U.S. Border Patrol. Did he wear protection? Because I don't want any like half cow, half man hybrids. Centaurs. No, you don't want. What that. would you call that? A mutar? A cam? A can? A mouth? I like mutar better. <laughs> mutar. <laughs> Jesus. Um, Lisa Johnson Capless wrote, "Quote: Not even our livestock livestock is safe." Mm. Like that's a direct quote. Not even our livestock is Lisa, safe. Lisa, what's her name? Uh, Johnson Capless. She doesn't sound like the most progressive person I'm in the world. Sorry, but I'm dying no. at Mutar. <laughs> one user. Not even uh, our cows to, are safe from the illegal. One user. One user posted with a meme of Donald Trump saying, "We need to build a wall." Yeah. Uh, so I, just, I already said that. I know. So Renee Guerrero said, "Oh my God, what is this world becoming to?" God, do these people speak what fucking English? Like. Oh my God! What is this world becoming to? Yeah, that's wow. not even a sentence. Yeah, no, it's not. It's a Martinsville sentence. Nor do even nor nor is not even our livestock is safe. Let's see if we had a wall, I we'd be ready for it. You know, as a result of this story and the things that Michael was bringing up, I just finished the last of my Willet. Uh, yeah, single barrel. Are you ready to talk about whiskey. duck penises? No, no, no. I'm going to need a lot more of that. <laughs> okay, the, it it's right behind podcast. you. Just crack that baby yeah. open. They taste like yeah. Bird. Whatever's in there is yours. So, 
Um, <laughs> God. I. So that what this has what become a, now is just figuring out which pop culture reference yes. you're pushing, and then it basically, yeah, it's a good thing you've got going. Pretty much, yeah, yeah, yeah of course. This um, is like a superhero origin story. Okay, this is a. Uh, Your dad was an illegal immigrant. Your mom was a heifer. <laughs> Your mom was a heifer. By the way, I don't have this as a news story, but there was a soccer player this week that got red carded. It was Diego Costa, so you know I'm a Chelsea fan. He was he used to play for Chelsea, and he is a fucking lunatic. <laughs> so he plays for Atletico Madrid now. He got red carded for telling the ref this week, "I shit on your fucking mother." <laughs> I mean, if you're gonna go get a red card, that's the way to go. I guess. I was dying. He's a fucking nut job. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Oh, uh, okay. God. This is uh, the 20 best selling albums of all time. Oh. According to uh, RIAA, the William recording Hung. industry oh, okay. of America. William Hung. Uh, oh, huh? <laughs> We're starting to Let's start with 20. <laughs> right. uh, no, William Hung did William not Hung. make the she list. She makes. <laughs> oh, baby. Good The moves. Christmas album. I go crazy. So the question is, how many of these albums do you own? Okay, well, let's okay. Oh, yeah. I'll count. Okay. Right. Uh, uh, number 20, Black Album by Metallica. Yes, 16 million. Wait, what? Million? 16 million. Okay. Million? 16 million. <laughs> Will's uh, brother? Uh, there was actually a three-way tie for 20th. Uh, Led Zeppelin Physical Graffiti, 16 million. Mm, I have it. Got that. Uh, BG Saturday Night Fever soundtrack, 16 million. Uh, I, I do know. have that as well. I've got it I don't vinyl. think I have it. I've got it on vinyl. I may have it in a digital yeah. thing. Yeah. Uh, 19, Alanis Morissette, Jagged Little Pill. No. Yes. Fuck that album. Uh, the Beatles. The Beatles. Yes. Okay. 17 million. Garth Brooks, No Fences. Nope. 17 million. Mm-hmm. Nope. Which one? What but song I did on own it and then sold it. <laughs> Does that count? Did you make money on it? No. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck's the point? There? No, I no. took it to UCD. They gave me 35 yeah, exactly cents right. for yeah. it. <laughs> they sold does, it for eight bucks. What song does Garth Brooks have? Garth? Garth I just Garth I really Brooks. focus on getting that out. Garth Brooks? Is that like the fat, his fat brother? <laughs> yeah. Chris Gaines. Garth. Garth. <laughs> All right, what else you got? Um, Elton John, <coughs> greatest hits. Are you going to make it? I don't have the greatest hits. I have uh, million. a John, lot oh, of the I've rest got, of I've them. got Elton John, greatest hits. Boston, Boston, 17 million. No, I don't have yep. that one either. Couldn't even tell you a song. Uh, uh, Whitney Houston, The Bodyguard soundtrack. Yeah, oh, yeah, I either. believe that. 18 million. Big, nope. you got that one? Nope. Yeah, you do. Nope. Uh, Guns you don't have that on title, you fucking elitist Well, probably on title. Is there anything on title? Yeah, there's a ton of stuff on title. Uh, Guns N' Roses, Appetite for Destruction, 18 yes. million. Yep. That's Got number 13. It. Number 12, The Beatles' White Album. Yep. Yep, 19 million. Uh, Shania Twain, Come On Over. Nope, 20 million. <laughs> can't say that I do. I've got that in several over, different baby. versions, actually. Like there's Man. an extended deluxe remix. I've got one that I just one. jizz all over. <laughs> <laughs> and by extended deluxe, you mean extended deluxe. <laughs> I guess, but I'm not sure if that's the old-fashioned talking. Or <laughs> yeah, that's the old-fashioned talking. Just chalk up everything to the old-fashioned yeah. talking. It's an easy way to dismiss him yeah. for the rest of the night. <laughs> yeah, it gives us at least an excuse it this does. time. What uh, else? Okay, keep yeah. going. Number 10, Fleetwood Mac Rumors. Thanks, yeah, 20 yes. million. Got it. Fleetwood Mac sucks. God, they're fucking If I want to listen to Rumors by Fleetwood Mac, I have to remember that I put it in the fall <laughs> I just upset my wife. Landfall is <laughs> a great song. I don't care what. But didn't give it to Number nine. Hootie the Blowfish cracked rear view. No. Oh, 21 million. Sad. Number that nine. That makes me that. sad for Number nine. That. 
What can I say? Fuck you. Uh, Is he in the Blowfish? I was in high school. He fucking That's fine. Okay, in high, what was that, 30 fucking years ago? What am I, not everything can be sold to McKay's. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> That's Keep going. Uh, number eight, I Garth Brooks, Double Live. No. 21 million. Nope. That's really sad, though. Now sold a wall. He's on there uh, twice. Yeah. Yes. Number seven, ACDC, Back in Black, yep. 22 mil. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Pink Floyd, The Wall, 23 million. Number six. Yes. Yep. Number five, Led Zeppelin, Led Zeppelin, four, yep. yes. 23 million. Uh, number four, Billy Joel's Greatest Hits, Volume uh, One and Two. No. Fuck Billy Joel. 23 million. <laughs> Billy Joel's fucking useless. Uh, number three, The Eagles, Hotel California, 26 yeah. million. Unfortunately, yeah. I have it. Yeah. <laughs> it's terrible. Uh, number two, Michael Jackson, Thriller. Oh, okay. Yep. I believe 33 mil. Yeah. And then number one, Eagles, their oh. greatest hits, seventy-one to seventy-five. Couldn't yeah. even fucking thirty-eight count. million copies. Couldn't even tell you one song. I, the Eagles are out. Really? No idea. Hotel California, maybe. You never, okay. you I've never sang uh, Fast Lane. You I never sang. I don't know them that well. I've got. I've got yeah, I mean, it's probably pretty close to what yeah, I've got. You I've never got like sang 20. Amazing Grace to the tune of Peaceful Easy Feeling. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I sure didn't. No. I got all this up on Spotify. You're the poorer for it. You guys are old. <laughs> Let me break out my CDs. Yeah, I don't have CDs. Anymore. All right, Brad, what do you got? Oh, it's my turn. Well, yeah. uh, Florida man, hit the music. Oh man, like <laughs> you haven't heard this, this yet. You're like the Florida man. Florida man does whatever a Florida man does. Stuffing meth up his ass. No drug screen would he ever pass. Look out! Here comes Florida man. There's an extended version of this, by yeah, the way. I would, hope, I would hope that there would have been. Florida man. <laughs> Florida man threatened to destroy town with army of turtles. Oh. No. Well, if you're going to do it, that's one way Old to do it, I guess. Thomas Delane, Devaney Lane. Old Devaney? Tommy Lane's. Devaney? Devaney? Old Tommy Lane. You're a real Devaney triumphant. A bastard. self-proclaimed saint was arrested in a coastal Florida town Sunday after screaming obscenities and threatening to unleash an army of turtles. Devaney. That was my nickname in high school. No, it wasn't. Shut up. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Why would that have been your fucking nickname? You really don't understand that game, do the you? The main vein. <laughs> God. Authorities received multiple calls about a man who was disturbing the peace at several businesses in Indy Atlantic, a town about 70 miles southeast of Orlando. The suspect, later identified as 61-year-old Tommy Lanes, was, was calling himself the Saint, and allegedly, apparently, he's a big Val Kilmer fan. <laughs> I am Batman. And allegedly said his army of turtles would destroy everyone. I'm sympathetic to this guy. God, have you seen Val Kilmer lately, though? Dude, he looks like he, he looks, looks like a like, fucking sausage, man. He looks like somebody stuffed yeah. Val Kilmer with 80 pounds of shit. Yeah. Well, he's got to be like 70-something. He's, yeah. Yeah, he's. Hey, can't wait for that Top Gun reboot when they try to cram his ass into a flight suit. Yeah. Are these uh-huh. turtles uh, teenage mutant ninja? Yeah, they are. Okay, yeah. cool. Lane, a Top Gun movie where Tom Cruise just runs everywhere. Lane accompanied the responding There's officer. A bomb. Let's run back to uh, police headquarters where he pounded on the walls and glass before leaving the station. Officers later found him in the parking lot of a Seven <laughs> Eleven. Where he allegedly tossed out customers. I didn't know this thing still fucking exists. And called nine one one. Lane allegedly told the 911 operator that the responding officer needed to leave now or you will all be sorry you fucked with the saint. (laughs) (laughs) This man knows what he's about. No one fucks with the Jesus. (laughs) No one fucks with the saint, apparently. No one fucks with the turtle master. Yeah, this guy was fucking toasted. 
Uh, Much and like then, Michael. Uh, Florida Man. <laughs> Two Florida Man. Uh, no. Florida man, God damn it, Michael. Florida <laughs> man does whatever a Florida man does. Casey, Something like, this is your fucking fault. Ass. Like, no drug screen would he ever pass. Look out. Here comes Florida I'm officially titling right. this one. So the, the short shriveled and always to the left version. <laughs> <laughs> who, who, who works? Who worked like some meeting form of fast food in high school or college? I worked I Bob mean, Evans. Is that close? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, yeah. I worked Steak and Shake, yeah. which is it sort shouldn't of be fast food, but quasi fast food. Yeah. yeah. I worked in the cafeteria at Johnson. It, well, there you like go. A month. Does that count? <laughs> no, it wasn't great. Uh, but uh, you sold your plasma for boots. Flo- Florida yeah. man. <laughs> yes. The one fight we ever had in our lives, dude. I watched you two almost lose a friendship over Matt calling Pickens <laughs> a prostitute because he sold plasma. He called Matt. Matt called him a prostitute. All right, because indeed. he sold plasma. Yeah. Yes. To buy boots. To buy now, boots. How many? How many I was people, fucking how, indignant. Hold hold I was fucking how that, indignant. How'd that post graduation trip go, buddy? That was yeah, went all right. Yeah. Dude's car, Dude's got, car got a little dinged up. Then, now, the real question here is, how many people have subsequently sold plasma in order to have money for booze? Casey. <laughs> Casey. <laughs> yeah. All right. Exclusively Casey. Yeah. So, Florida man but faked... But you would if it came to that. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. Florida man faked robbery so he wouldn't have to work at Hardee's. Well, yeah, that's not right. a... Yeah. Yeah. Authorities say a Florida man didn't show up for his shift at a Hardee's restaurant, so he called 911 and reported he'd just been robbed. <laughs> How'd so he didn't go? just call in sick. He didn't, like, really, didn't really think this one through, I don't think. Uh, WFTS-TV. Where news your comes first. Yeah, reports, <laughs> reports that 32-year-old Brian Anderson of Dundee. Can you tell he's white? Yeah, Brian, Brian Anderson. Anderson. <laughs> yeah, that's not a black dude. <laughs> told dispatchers. Sounds Australian, though, if he's from Dundee. Told, <laughs> <laughs> told dispatchers Tuesday that two gun-carrying men took his necklace, money, and his phone before jumping into a car and driving away. They took his puka shell necklace? <laughs> God damn it. How will a Floridian <laughs> survive? Um, I know. Go to the Ron John <coughs> Surf Shop on the next corner so, and <coughs> buy one. If, if you're not wearing being, a puka shell necklace, so the, the good really news is Florida he, man. he missed a shift. Well, I would assume so. so he got robbed. So, yeah, it, it worked. Yeah. <laughs> he was in jail, but it worked because he got charged with misusing the 911 system and knowingly giving false information to law enforcement. God. <laughs> dare, dare I fucking ask what you have, Michael? I got some great shit, man. Oh, I've been God. ready for this. Great. All right. Product update. You can buy a egg surprise giant plastic egg 14 inches high by 11 foot 11 inches wide not 11 foot 11 inches wide <laughs> 11 it's a jumbo you're gonna it's deliver a, it's it on a goddamn, goddamn so it's, it's, it's a foot by foot egg it's a giant egg a little bit what's it have in it foot. well there's i'm glad you asked <laughs> so you can get i, I kind of regret asking actually <laughs> so they had the original egg surprise <laughs> I don't know what's in the original. Who cares? Uh, the unicorn surprise. Eight foot cock ring. There's a giant 14 inch purple surprise. Same. Um. <laughs> this guy knows what I'm talking about. Um, uh, yeah. Purple. It's definitely purple. All right. Um, so there's a unicorn surprise. It's got a the, the purple egg. It's got Aurora, the unicorn in it. It's got the Aurora Magic Handbook, Rainbow Wait, This Falls. means nothing to me. What the fuck I is in it, Michael? Michael? They what, also have a drink. What in God's holy There's name? There's one with a unicorn. Are you blathering There's about? There's one. Yeah. 
with a dragon inside. I don't know. What the fuck? Yeah, I don't know either. Like shit, man. You just spouted a bunch of like sentence fragments and lit shit on toys. fire. They're toys inside <laughs> the goddamn thing, man. No, at no point did you say toys are in this. You just started spouting out a words and sentence fragments. In a fucking dragon, man. What's your next story, Michael? Okay. Other product update. Heinz and Cadbury. Michael's done. Michael's done for the night. No, no, no. You're going to take the next, like, no. six plays I'm off, gonna, buddy. No, I've right. got plenty. Please so, tell me it's a ketchup Cadbury egg. No, it's a cream egg-flavored mayonnaise. Ew. What? what? It's called Wait, Seriously Good Mayo. Cream egg-flavored mayonnaise. Wait, and, Heinz and Cadbury came up with a cream God, fucking Heinz. Like, they are just fucking, like, they're just bored now. Like they're just fucking, they're just fucking with people. At this <laughs> they literally point. just get their engineers stoned and like, what are you come up to be. with now? No, they get together uh, with the guys from about, Taco Bell. How about mayo chop? Yeah. Uh, yeah. How about uh, ketchup? Uh, what's the ranch and ketchup now? That's the new one. God, fuck. Who the fuck puts that ever together? No one has ever put that together in history, except for fucking Heinz. God, they're bored. Why are you so mad? I don't know. Maybe you should have spent more time kept in, keeping Le'Veon Bell on your team than fucking like. I don't. I, I don't think. Do like, I don't think Heinz owns the Steelers. Nah, whoever does. <laughs> I don't, they I don't, own the stadium. I don't, I'm That's pretty sure enough. they don't. They own the stadium. That's close enough. No, no, I don't. I don't fucking Heinz Field. <laughs> no, they do. I don't think it is. I'm pretty sure it is. There's only a couple places you can get it for a couple hours. It's available. Anyway, how the Steelers? Fu- how do the Steelers fuck that shit up? Greatest Never running cares. back in the game, and they fucking Who gives didn't a pay shit. him anything. Good job. Good job. <laughs> good Michael, job. what else do you have now that Matt's pissed? Isn't he playing for the Jets now? That was a good career I move. don't know. Well, you just moved. God. Kansas uh, City. Well, you never know. Like the, the Steelers might be listening right now and thinking about offering him a GM job. <laughs> never know. I know what I'm talking about, man. I'm sure you do. I do. Isn't yeah, their owner that. a fucking racist? The Roonies? Aren't, aren't they, they all fucking they racist? All racist? They're all racist. <laughs> They're all fat, old, fucking white guys. They're all fucking racist. Every goddamn one of them. Yeah, but they don't all get hand jobs from uh, small Asian women in strip Next malls. to a fucking Dollar General store, probably. Yes. If you were a billionaire, isn't that where you'd go? Well, I mean, yes, of course. You know, <laughs> you gotta, you got to slum it somewhere, right? Yeah. It occurs Jesus. to me right now that Matt's been drinking a 9% alcohol beer. <laughs> Nobody asked you. <laughs> Okay, can so here one we haven't had in a while. Somebody stole the stealed. <laughs> somebody stole a uh, somebody stealed a daggum semi truck, motherfucker. Uh, and inside of it was cookie dough. So yeah, can't blame him for that. Yeah, got caught. What with trying to steal? What are you the gonna do tire? with? Like I don't get, these guys that steal semi trucks full of shit. We've had stories like this before. What well, are you gonna do with it? Eat it, man. Take a bath and you're going to eat dough. a whole if you semi can take truck. a bath in cookie dough, a vat of cookie no, dough. No, Michael, because I'm not, not a fucking psychopath. Why not? What do you? What else are you going to do with that much? Cookie not dough? steal a truck full. I <laughs> say so not get it All lodged right. in my tank. All right, you yeah, exactly. I mean, that's where you don't want cookie dough, right? No. Well, went in Rome. No, Michael, <laughs> it's not went in Rome. <laughs> Why? Well, okay, L- let's let's say you had to to somehow. Michael, there's no rid- scenario you can you can offer. Wait, no way, going to make me. I want to hear the scenario first. Let's say you hear hear him out. Hear him. Okay, let's I say fast forward. You didn't steal it, but somehow a cookie dough, a, a, a semi truck full of cookie dough, 
shows up and you have to do something with it. What are you going to do with it? Michael, do you really you think you can shove an entire thing of cookie no, dough I'm up not, your asshole? I don't. I I, that was Matt's idea, not mine. Oh, oh, How was that uh, was, my idea? Sorry, it was Brad's Pickens' idea. Whoa, whoa, whoa. No, there was no, no that's idea. That's not my idea. He said that was no. the problem with the bath. <laughs> we do the this hell is every that? week. Yes, we I do. know. What right? would you do with that much cookie dough? Eat it. Well, not I guess. It. I don't know. Sell it. I was like, cook it and give it to poor children. But yes. it's illegal. If you if you sell it, you're going to get caught. God damn it! Why just would move you not on. Just what it? else do you have? Dare I ask? You dare ask. Um, so, this is Utah woman, Provo, Utah. He's somewhat, somehow worse than usual. So uh, uh, I didn't think that was possible. Like I really didn't. <laughs> so th- this, this is this is my life story. So this woman in uh, Provo, 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 Utah, Provo, Utah. Provo, Utah. It's, re- it's just adjacent to Provo. It's a suburb. <laughs> it's a suburb of Provo. 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 Uh, her name is. Uh, That's where they put the three black people in Utah. <laughs> Francesca Farius Swinson, twenty. Uh, so, so the police rolled up on this woman, and um, she had bloody feet in a bottle of mouthwash. She was drunk off mouthwash. She'd been drinking it. So, according to the restaurant, your so, cousin by so slightly else. more sober than you are right now. Then. Yes, uh, she called her boyfriend to pick her up so they could go to Provo Canyon to talk. Uh, she got angry and started kicking the front window of her her boyfriend's car. So then she, she went to Provo. Provo. <laughs> God damn it. Um, so she, her boyfriend picks her up and she tries to break out of the car, kicks in the windshield, uh, damaging it. Um, yeah, as you do when you kick a windshield. Her boyfriend drove her to her parents' house um, and start. <laughs> Will you fucking deal with her, please? And, and she started kicking the window again. Um, she was not allowed in the house, um, and she was. Her feet were bleeding from the glass. The windshield. <laughs> and she had a bottle of mouthwash she'd been sipping from. Boy, I tell you so, what, sipping some lean. So the, the police roll <laughs> up. Purple drank. And uh, she appears to be intoxicated, so she asked the officers if she could smoke a bowl of marijuana before going to jail. <laughs> How much mouthwash do you have to drink to get drunk? I, I feel don't like know, you'd have to drink a number of bottles. I, to what's get the percentage drunk? on mouthwash, man? Like, next right? week on Inglorious Bastards Podcast. No, no Michael, we're not doing purple drink <laughs> next hey, week. Hey, no, I'll do some. What are you drinking? Listerine, <laughs> <laughs> motherfuckers. <laughs> We need, we, back, need, though, and we need to drink some lean on the podcast. I wonder what the best. <laughs> I wonder what the best listerine flavor is. If you're going to drink copious amounts of it, it's got to be fresh mint or something, right? <laughs> Man, can we just go back a step much. and acknowledge that asking the cops if you can smoke a bowl before they take you in is a baller move? It's pretty legendary. And, and that if you were a cop, you'd kind of have to be like. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Why not? <laughs> That's a ballsy move. That's a ballsy yeah. request. I mean, so she had a pill bottle that contained marijuana in her pocket, uh, <laughs> record show, and um, yeah, she had possession of controlled substance and criminal mischief. Well, so. well kicking a windshield while on uh, mouthwash will do can, that. All right, can we move on, please? You are greasy hammered right now. Can I do one more? No, no, no. you can't. Save it for next week, Michael. It's really great, Michael. <laughs> Really great. What? D- fine. Just fuck. Well. You're gonna fucking do, gonna it. Just just do it. Just do it. Just you're gonna do it. Just do it and save so us the time. This uh, <laughs> Zambian nurse was on her deathbed. Oh, that's hilarious, Michael. <laughs> Wait do for tell. it. Wait for it. So uh, she was. 
a nurse for for 12 years in a maternity ward uh she admits to swapping 5,000 babies <gasps> holy is shit. that really true though <laughs> is that really true though I, I mean who knows if it's true <laughs> good god that's um, a lot of children so she said also that, kind of a baller move <laughs> not as funny as the first one so I respect it. I'm not going to laugh at it, but I respect it. So, so they did put out a statement from the uh, General Nursing Council of Zambia. Um, oh, well, they're on your side. So there's a full there's a full fact checker uh, thing on this on this article we'll publish. Um, but yeah, she said that uh, during the 12 years, it's just for shits and giggles. She okay. Uh, so Snopes says it's unproven. Well, yeah, she's on her deathbed. How are you going to prove it? I don't even know what to say. I don't. Him. He is so <laughs> fucking out of control. The, right? the, the, the logic is impeccable. It is. <laughs> like when you follow it through and do the math and carry the one, you're like, well, yeah, sure. I guess Michael's got a point. Preliminary <laughs> investigations into reports that about 5,000 babies were swapped at the UTH between 1983 and 95 have reviewed that there is no midwife in the General Nursing Council of Zambia registered by the name of Elizabeth Bwala Mwewa. That's her name. Good okay. pronunciation. <laughs> Well, Man, no. fuck okay. you. Do you right speak Zambian? Point. No, you don't. It's like listening to a native speaker. Like the Zambians listening to this podcast must feel like they're finally included. <laughs> they finally have a voice. I think we have like and three downloads. is huge in Zambia. Anyway, it's not. Pr- no, it's there's no midwife by that name. It didn't fucking happen, Michael. Well, it's like the guy that shoved cookie dough up his ass and then the can exploded at Walmart. It didn't happen either. Uh, Wait, is this related to the semi truck thing? <laughs> No. Well, well, sort of. What? Kind of like. No, Michael, stop. <laughs> okay. I God. You know what? I should have just let him sake. do the story and just Can been we done stop? with it. I have to go to use the bathroom. Yeah. Can Let's we just stop? take a pause, Michael. Oh, Jesus pause. Christ. God, what a mess. Totally not paused. <laughs> Michael, a take a pause. <sighs> I'm gonna meditate for the Michael. Time. Pause <laughs> the fucking podcast. It's pause. It's pause. No, it's not. It's totally not. Paused. Michael. Yeah. <laughs> Brad, will you check and see if it's pause, please? God damn it, man. Pause the podcast, Michael. No, God! No, God, please, no! No! I I hate this so much. No! I could be doing anything right now, but I'm doing this. Michael, pause the podcast. I'm hanging up. God damn it, man. Okay, up, update. Matt just went outside to get a f- breath of fresh air. Brad locked the door. Let's see how this gets. Here he comes. He's, he's saying, God damn it, man. He's pissed. He's ringing the doorbell. <laughs> How do you feel? Eat a fucking dick, all right? <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'm done. I swear. Update. Uh, Matt just slammed his Will finger. Will you stop? <laughs> Matt just slammed his finger in the bathroom door. Good Lord. For the listeners at home. All right, and Brad just farted. Will <laughs> you stop, <laughs> Michael? <laughs> well, we'll be back. <laughs> Go. All this inner... Oh, 
good. Yeah. <laughs> Update. Brad's mad. That this is Michael. Oh my god. <laughs> All right, we're back. Uh, Matt's back in the house. Uh, he did. You are not releasing any of that. Oh, it's all in God, there. Michael. I'm not taking any of it out. That is gold. Wait, <laughs> is that going on our Patreon or is that? No, that's that's Michael. That's you prime. can't release that shit. Right. <laughs> God damn it, man! He's just the worst. <laughs> well, last time we got to eat with Michael. <laughs> go out to eat with him you just have to make him yeah. the designated driver yeah exactly yeah <sighs> all right what are we doing i don't know so dr pickens is here okay so dr pickens i do have an intro for dr pickens oh, great <laughs> uh brad pickens is the executive director of the farmhouse mission the farmhouse is a spiritual retreat center in rural orleans indiana uh, offering spiritual retreats for both groups and individuals can't recommend it enough the farmhouse was founded in 2002 uh, on the farm that God, has been in his family long, man. Yep. Uh, for seven generations. And the physical farmhouse is a log cabin that was built by his grandfather during the Great Depression. Mm-hmm. Uh, since then, the property has been expanded, updated, and modernized uh, to provide comfortable spaces for prayer, community, uh, rest, and reflection. Brad earned his PhD in literature, theology, and the arts from the University of Glasgow. Um, he holds an MA degree in urban studies and has, uh, has concentrated on the issue of urban and rural, rural, Rural. uh, property, uh, poverty, not exactly a lightweight. (laughs) Um, this information is available on our website. Uh, check out (laughs) his sons are fucking dunces. (laughs) Farmhousemission.org. Um, yeah, check out farmhousemission.org. Uh, to learn more uh, about what's going on there, um, set up a private retreat. And, and also, some, uh, one of our turds has done that. Yeah, uh, two uh, of them. Was great. Couple of them have. Yeah, a couple of them. Paul and. Um, oh, Paul Jen, did. That's Jen right. Flynn's That's right. Jen, Paul did do that. Uh, Jen Flynn. McCormick. Jen Flynn. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah, yeah. Very good. So yep. you can set up a private retreat. It doesn't have to be with a group. Um, groups are great too. Um, it's it's a lo- it. It's home. Yeah, and it, if it feels like home, like we've all been there a yeah. zillion times. If when you go you, to the website, also. My photos on at least two photos. It is. I took that photo. Yours is no, the main there's, there's photo. Two. Yeah, it I is. I got the main photo, and then there's another photo in our when we had the the thing with our church plants in there too for mm-hmm. the workshops. Oh yeah, yeah. How'd I'm that go? Yeah. yeah. What happened to the? church? <laughs> we only closed about two months after that. So. <laughs> Turns out the workshop was better than the church. Yeah. I was gonna say, hold on. Let's let's. And there's at least pictures. Let's at least that. acknowledge like what a critical <laughs> juncture the farmhouse came in to help you guys through your yes. church closing. Yeah. <laughs> it did. It, it, was, it really, yes. really eased you know, that transition into extinction. Congrats. I've, to, I've been doing this consulting thing for quite a while now, since at least back when you were doing a church plant. And I'm trying to drum up more business, and I explained to him that the last group we had in just quit right <laughs> after they came out. And it was great. Yeah, we haven't had a lot of business since then. Yeah. So if you believe in the what Brad's doing, you can also donate on farmhousemission.org. O-R-G. Mm-hmm. Org. Yeah. So yeah, I remember the conversation you and I had at a border in the parking lot of Borders about because all of our conversations were in the parking lot of Borders, <laughs> most likely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. sitting in your truck. Yeah. I remember that conversation, yeah, man. man. Like, I want to do this thing. Okay, let's do yep. it. We're good people. Yeah, and, yeah. And, it, and it, that was when we were still technically in ministry. So like, we had people to bring down, and like, oh yeah, we were. Like, literally everybody you knows out of ministry now. If or, you're yeah. in ministry. 
hit up Brad Pickens. Yeah, it's it's, it's a great place for retreats and for it. You just I can't I can't oversell it. Agree. Like I, yeah. yeah, it's it, it's, like a, a, it's a peaceful, restful place. The center for action and contemplation, but affordable, With and not in New Mexico. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Yep. So that is a mark in our favor. Yeah, it is. Because <laughs> who's ever been to New Mexico? Yeah. <laughs> Literally no one. Especially Albuquerque. Yeah. No one. And Brad Pickens, much better looking than Richard Rohr. Thank you. I have no idea who Richard Rohr is. But <laughs> you I don't know who Richard Rohr is? Yes, you do. I've never seen a picture of him. <laughs> oh. Jesus Christ. Is he on the tennis I'm shoe? very excited right now. <laughs> that's, that's Richard Rohr. Okay. Yeah. Is he on the tennis shoe page? Oh, Jesus Christ. Just, what, do you, what do you have to bring for it us tonight, Brad? B. Jefferson <laughs> Pickens, <laughs> named after the... Third president and renowned racist uh, Thomas Jefferson. <laughs> B. Jefferson. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Wait, you're, you're you could go by B. J. Pickens. Yeah, Michael B. J. Blowjob. We get it. All right, B. J. Pickens. Brad, what do you got, buddy? B. Jefferson is more. <laughs> B. Okay. Jeff. We just said Jefferson. We Jeff style. We have been talking about doing this podcast for a while. What, a while. Two years now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. Oh wait, wait. Yes. Michael, what? Oh, I don't know. It's still recording. All right. <laughs> this doesn't bode well. No, it doesn't. Yeah. Um, that's fine. I'll come back. Apparently, up. my computer. I'll come back up next to week uh, to do this again. Yeah, we're we're good. <laughs> Go ahead. Sure? Talk about this okay. podcast. It's recording still. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, <clears throat> though we've been talking about this. I mean, a lot of the stuff that that you guys do in the podcast, a lot of stuff that we've talked about, has to do with our background in mm-hmm. a evangelical fundamentalist kind of sure. uh, church setting, and and so I'm up here to talk about my background in a liberal progressive church setting, right? Yeah, and and how my experience was actually exactly the same as my experience in mm-hmm. the evangelical church. And they've heard a little bit this, about this from uh, Malkovich, from Josh Malkovich Casey. Oh, that's his middle name. Because he's is it really? Mm-hmm. You know sure that Josh M. Casey. That's well, Mitch Malkovich. God bless him. Yeah, I know. Having a weird name. I know. Um, so I want to talk. I want to tell my story. Uh, is is kind of what I want to do. Sure. And and then I want to talk about what to do about that story. Um, and I, when I tell the story, I want to make a couple of things clear at the beginning. And the first thing is that that other people have experienced much worse things. Yeah, absolutely. Than, yeah, yeah. Than yeah. what happened. It's not um, a fucking contest. No. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, so there's no, you know, there's no tears or anything like that on, on my account. Um, <laughs> not now, anyway. Not now. I mean... <laughs> the alcohol helps taste the tears taste yeah, less there's, better. There's been tears. There's been tears. <laughs> um, but basically, this all started... <laughs> God damn, Michael. <sighs> Can Wait, you no. not do this tonight, right, I, I won't do it. I'm done. Uh, okay, you're right, done. Yeah, I'm done. okay. Let me just well, figure out how to stop this. So there's no tears because that's usually Matt's job, right? Yes. That's yeah. Okay. Right. So... Um, so I grew up in in the independent Christian church with like us. with the Pollies. Uh, we went to college together. You were part of that. Yeah, I was oh, yeah. part of that too. church. Yeah, yeah. Um, went to college together. We did all that stuff. I left that church um, five years ago now. Uh, just about it's only five, been years, five ago. years. Yeah, that took it, you a long time to leave that. It shit. seems like a it seems like a million years ago. Yeah. Um, and I left because everybody was gone. Yeah. Like you guys are out of ministry. Everybody else had left, mm-hmm. and so I had no more peers, no more connections in there, and and I was tired of watching them use people up and throw them out. Yeah. Um, I left because when I had to go to a church, I went to a church, uh, 
where the minister was literally illiterate. Um, God, like, yeah. I mean, that's, that's not even... That's, that's not, not a joke. joke. It's not a fucking joke. No, hey, he's just... Um, hey, in all fairness, he did put on a good magic show. I saw it. I, yes, well, you got that going for you. Um, but he illusion. Would, like, on, a, on any given week, like, he would download his sermons off the internet. Yeah. I would read along with that on my phone. Yep. Uh, and then send it to us. I would send it to you. I would sit in the back. Unbelievable. Um, I would watch, like, these, these little kids come up to him. I mean, like, eight-year-old kids and he would just touch them in super inappropriate ways and um and then they uh they had a guy from a church down the road that got caught sleeping with two different people in his congregation Uh, that also weren't his wife and so when he got fired from that church the church that i was going to called to see if he was available to come in and be their worship leader and I just thought, you know, what? It, that's yeah, all true. Like in case you're wondering, that, not hyperbole, all 100 percent true. One of the who was it? Um, hey, that's not me. It's not me. Who was your who was your co-planner at the church plant? She was part of that. Jennifer. Church. Yeah, Jennifer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she was part of that. Yeah. Anyway, and so so I was starting to think that maybe I'd had enough of this other denomination. <laughs> <laughs> Right. And, and let's. I, I want to break down that the, the sermon thing too, because people will f- will just not fucking believe this. Um, so he would literally word for word, yeah, use like Mark Driscoll's sermon, and and word anybody for word say what it is. Yeah, just anybody. There's sermon. fucking websites you can he, download entire sermons from. He did the same sermon twice from like a, a few years apart because I assume he forgot that he'd done it like three years <laughs> earlier. It's not a joke. And this is actually one of the times that I, this is one of the ways that I figured it out because it was a much better sermon than most of the other sermons. And like there was some theology behind it and stuff. And I was like, that's super weird. And I, there's no I, way he fucking put this together. Like I mean, another sermon that he did, this is another way to figure this out, was he was doing a sermon based on um, the Grinch. Right, like Doctor, and and he's like, you know, it's almost like something that Doctor Seuss would write. And I was like, oh god, okay. So, so let yeah. me tell you this. So, my last Sunday at this church, I, I go. I was supposed to do the communion meditation, which is the thing that they do in that thing in that denomination to let people know it's time to have communion. And um, <laughs> and I got up there, and I was talking about love, and I was talking about like the way in which we're drawn into like the fullness of Christ through sure. this meal, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and I looked out, and there's 200 people staring at me like I've got a third ear growing out of my forehead <laughs> because I'm not talking about blood and guts and like a dead God. Yeah. And, um, and I thought, that's, that's super weird. You know, like it, they had no concept that there could be some other uh, thing happening in this moment of the service. And, and so we got done with that. I went to Sunday school. I go into Sunday school. We're, we're having a lesson on, uh, on the beginning of Acts and Peter and, and John, mm. right, walking through Jerusalem. Yeah. And they come across this man who's born lame. And um, and so we have, uh, you've just become lame through your journey. That <laughs> <laughs> has adult your mind in a way that is is really, really sad to witness. Um, like the decline from which I've known you as a retreat goer early on in your career. It's to all now. gone downhill. It's all gone. I need Jesus. So, so you, have, you have Peter and John walking through Jerusalem. And, and, you know, it's one of these canned lessons. And they give you these right. questions and all yeah, that sure. stuff. Yeah, sure. And they say, well, well, how does this man's, this lame man, how does his society view him? And, and these people are sitting there and they say, well, he's a, he's a drag on society. He's somebody who's <laughs> pulling everybody else down. He's using resources that everybody else have worked hard to take. And, and I thought, okay, that's super weird. And um, Said for one of the poorest like counties in Indiana. Yeah, it is. 
So and so then and so then they say, okay, well, what about people like this in our society? So we're gonna we're gonna bring this into the present day. Oh right? yeah. So let's make it relevant, folks. Exactly. Yeah. So this this guy speaks up, and before anybody else does, and he goes, "You know what I do?" He goes, "You know what I do when I'm in Indianapolis and I see a homeless person?" Because he didn't know that we have tons of freaking homeless people in Orange County, Indiana. When I go to Indianapolis, the and I see a homeless, don't call we it don't that. call it that. <laughs> uh, when I go to Indianapolis, I see a homeless person. I pull over to the side of the road and I ask them if they want some help. And uh, and when they say yes, then I yell, "Get a job!" and I drive off. Jesus Christ. And, <laughs> Wow. And I was I was sitting there in this ro- I was sitting in this room yeah just and I was looking go. around um, and there were there were literally the leaders of the church there there were I mean there were elders and deacons and, and and all these people and they were all just kind of sagely nodding their heads and it was in that moment that I thought you know I have nothing to say no to this this no group of you don't like the all of the obscenities that I have that need to be said aren't going to communicate the gospel yeah. to them and. Um, <laughs> And that that was kind of it, uh, and you know, it, and that combined with the fact that, like, you know, we had a we had a baby, and and it was it, that was enough. It was like it was, screw it, we're going to quit. Yeah. And so, so with that, we left to go to the Episcopal Church. Um, How'd that go? Not great. <laughs> I, I, sorry. Well, now hold on. You're getting ahead. Spoiler alert. <laughs> spoiler alert. I mean, I guess we can go ahead and wrap alert. this up and give we Michael did. a chance to sober up. <laughs> Uh, without no, having to you, be bothered. You need another hour's worth of content here <laughs> yeah. before he sobers up. Yeah, that's probably true. I feel good. So we went to the Episcopal Church, and that that was a good fit for us um, mm-hmm. because there were a lot of things. First of all, Kara was Episcopalian. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... Kara I, is your wife. Kara's you my wife. Her? Yes. Oh, yeah, that's good because the podcast people don't know her. No, they don't. Her? Her? Yeah, we need to get her on the podcast. If she's a much she's better person. She's very I'm, much yeah. more intelligent Although, than you. Honestly, I'm not sure I could send her up here to deal with this stuff. Like, she has a hard enough time dealing yes, with you guys when does. you come down. All right. Yeah, I know. It's so, a lot. So, anyway. Um, Could be a short episode. Yeah. Like, it was the Ooh, church I defaulted you guys. to. <laughs> so, the Episcopal Church was where I defaulted to when I wasn't, right? It's what I went to in Johnson. It's where I went in Glasgow. I mean, that's yeah, where yeah. I went. And and it was they were doing stuff that the farmhouse was already doing, yeah. Uh, in terms of liturgy, in terms mm-hmm. of social justice, in terms of that kind of thing, and um, and then and they they had something that was grounded in tradition, mm-hmm. which I think is important, sure. Because what we grew up with wasn't right. Like it was just stuff that was made up, or mm-hmm. you know, in the, as it got further along, just downloaded off the. Which internet. is what the, the which is what the farmhouse was. Founded on, yeah, was tradition. This monastic in, tradition yeah. in liturgy, tradition. in liturgy, oh, yeah. and, and things that have been around for th- a thousand years at least, like right forever. And that which was different than I think what we grew up with, you know, like when we were in Bible college and it was the lights and get in the crazy, you yeah. know, rock concert sort yeah. of uh, church experience. And and so we were trying to trying to find a place that we could fit in. Yeah. And so we went there for a while, and um, like I mean. We walked in the door of that church with a six-day-old baby, mm-hmm. and 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 my wife had just had a baby six days earlier, which was weird how that happened. worked out. Coincidental, yeah, it was an odd thing. Yeah, um, we've been there for a while, and we sat down. And we talked to the priest there because uh, he wanted to know what our story was. And so I told him, I said, "This is this is where we've been, and this is what's going on. This isn't where I'm at theologically. This isn't where I'm at as a minister. This isn't where I'm at in any way, shape, or form." And I said, "What?" Is it possible to be ordained? You know, what does it take to to be a priest? Is yeah. that something that that can happen? And he's like, Yeah, that can happen. 
So yeah. wait a second. You walk into a place and said, how can I get your job? <laughs> sort of, but not exactly. <laughs> kind of. So, because it's that... Good Lord. Well, and, I, and, I, and I remember... I mean, <laughs> oh, and I'm the drunk one. Matt, Matt just bounced a glass off the floor, so we're... And I, I remember that, like... I remember that initial... Those initial conversations, you being super... Like, oh... This is the next step for the farmhouse. Yeah. This is the next step for me. This is the next step for my family. I remember all of that. It well, I asked. I had three. I asked three questions because mm-hmm. I said, "What does it look like to be ordained?" And he had, a, you know, he had answers for that, and and it was pretty positive. And I said, "Now, and I've got I've got three issues though." I've said the first thing is, "What are you going to do with my education?" Because mm-hmm. I've got ten years of formal theological education, uh, a fucking doctorate, at right? That point. Doctor in yeah. theology. At one of the the top forty universities in the world, and the top yeah. theological department in the UK. Yeah. So I mean, it, like it's ranked higher than like Cambridge and Oxford, which I didn't know that at the time. It just happened to be the way it was. Yeah. Um, but you know, what are you going to do with that? Like, if I have to get more education, that's kind of a non-starter because I'm not going to get another you know three-year degree. And yeah. he's like, no. You wouldn't do that. Yeah. He's like, you're on a different path, and that was repeated a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Um, I said, now what are you going to do about? You know, geographically, I said we're pretty much located here because we built this place, this yeah. our home for retreats, and we're underwater. You fucking on hit mute. I am on mute. So God fuck damn you. it, man! <laughs> I got my muted but, now too. All right. No, so I was explaining. I was like, you know, like we just owe more money on the house than what it's worth because we live in Orange County and like, right. homes have no value. There. <laughs> right. And uh, I said, you know, is it possible to stay in this area and like work? You know. Out. Yeah, yeah, that's no problem at all. And I said, then what about the farmhouse? Like, does does the Episcopal Church need a turnkey retreat center in southern Indiana? Yeah. And he said, yes. Mm-hmm. And this is going to be important for later. Yes. All of those things were lies. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Every single one, Every of, single one of them, them yeah. was, was wrong. <laughs> yeah. Yes, exactly. It, Thank you. That's it. And so... And so then, and so then he follows that up, and he says, "What would you think? Let me ask you this: What would you think about taking on like a small parish as a part-time priest, and then continuing to do the farmhouse?" And I was like, "That sounds it's fucking ideal. It's, a, it's, it's fucking ideal. ideal, like in yeah. every possible sense of the word." Because you know what that did was it gave me like the grounding of of like a regular community, yeah. which I think is important, yeah, uh, for any you know for ministry for well, life in general yeah, sure. and stuff like that. And and it let us continue to to offer this ministry that's actually really cool, and and so that's how that conversation started out, and because I have been in the church and worked in the church for sixteen some odd years at that point, mm-hmm. um, I spent the next eighteen months asking those same three questions again and yep. again and again, and going to other people within the church mm-hmm. and asking the same questions and getting the same answers. And all of that is really important. Yeah. So the way that the uh, the way that the the Episcopal Church works um, is they don't believe in other people's ordinations um, because they're racist. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I mean, just e- exceptionally arrogant, uh, yeah. something like that. Yeah. Um, it's an odd thing because, like I say, the Catholic Church doesn't recognize Episcopal ordinations as right. valid, and so they're doing the same things that they don't like other people doing to them. But So the way that that works is you have to kind of get reordained. And, and so the way that works is you start over, you know, and you, you have these conversations with people in your church, and then you go and you talk to people at the next level, and then it's, it, there's, a, there's a few different layers of this. And so you start out with what they call a congreg- congregational discernment group. And, and the, the idea is that they're asking you, 
um, questions about your about your life and your experience and your background and why it is that you feel called to to ordain ministry. Yeah, and and this was a fantastic thing. Like it's, if we had had this when we were seventeen, yes, and yes, to figure this out. Oh my out, God, right. yes. Like yeah, that's, that's when we needed it. Yeah. I didn't yes. need that when I was thirty six. Right. You know, yeah. whatever, yeah. however old I was then. Because um, the question of whether or not I was called to ministry wasn't actually on the table. The question of whether or not I was called to Episcopal priesthood was a really valid question. Yeah. But like asking, you know, are you called to something that you've been doing for 16 years? I mean, it's like asking if you're called to be married to your wife and you're going... I've been married for 20 I, years. Yeah, I don't, I don't right. quite understand. We're going to call that a good... We're going to call that positive. I don't understand yeah. what that means, yeah. you know? But but that's fine. I mean, that was their process, and so I submitted myself to it, and, yeah, and right. I participated. Willingly. In it. Like, yeah. you willingly did. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was fine. Yeah. And like I said, it was fantastic. There were, I mean, five of the best people that I met and knew in the Episcopal Church were part of that. Yeah. Um, and, and it was helpful. I mean, even at that point, it wasn't as, answering that question, am I called to ministry? But it was, it was answering other questions, and it was really helpful. Um, and so I was doing that, and at the same time, I was doing confirmation classes, um, and then because I had to be confirmed as Episcopalian, uh, which is a right that doesn't actually make any sense. It's a very any, short rectal exam. Yeah. Um, well, <laughs> well, no, actually, it's a very say, long rectal say, exam. It turns out that's actually pretty true. It's more, more of a fisting, yeah, really, using, is what it is. Using the whole fist. Yeah, use with whole, absolutely yeah. no lube to speak <laughs> of. The great Fletcher reference. Yeah. So, uh, so I'm in. So I go through confirmation, and and this is also important for later because this is something that I I didn't realize. At the point that I was confirmed, I had to quit doing significant aspects of my job. I remember this. Yeah. So I wasn't allowed to officiate at the sacraments. I wasn't allowed to do anything that would appear like it was ministry. I mean, like priestly yeah. ministry the, and those kinds of things. And, um, and so at the point that I was confirmed, I had to be a hundred percent like this is the path that's mm-hmm. yeah. ahead of me. Right. What I didn't realize until, until actually very recently was that when I had to be at a hundred percent, the Episcopal church was still at zero percent. Yeah. Um, they had no investment in me at all, Yeah. yeah. which again is not what the conversations were yes. at that point. Right. Um, because we'd been talking to people like throughout the day. Di- I mean, it was just crazy. Yeah. So, um, so there I was got, a huge discrepancy, yeah, between it, conversations that are being had and things that are being communicated to you by outside sources, I guess, maybe is the term. I don't know, but yeah, I mean, it, just yeah, it, there was no logic to it, but no. well, but the thing was, for the first 18 months or so, 18, 20 months, whatever that period was, everything was really positive, mm-hmm. and, and everybody I talked to was really positive. And so, what happens after you go through the um, that congregational level? is they make a recommendation to send you on because it's all bureaucracy and paperwork and stuff like yep. that. And and then you go up to what they call the Commission on Ministry, which Dude. is a group of people. Oh, um, God. <laughs> this is a beautiful thing. This is going to be the best part of the Jesus whole podcast. <laughs> yep. So, well, no, Strap in, folks. So so I go to this this thing, and, and what I'd been told, the way this is kind of built, like you're going on this weekend retreat, with other, you know, with people in the diocese to talk about your calling and to talk about, like, you know, the future of your ministry and all this stuff. And it's going to be this really holy, you know... It's basically a week long, weekend-long interview, yeah. essentially. That's all you're doing. You're yeah. interviewing for a job. There yes. was no spiritual component yeah. to right. it. Uh, there was nobody that gave a damn about us. That's not true. There was one person that cared about us. Mm. Um, but uh, it, it was crazy. 
And so I go to this thing and I walk in there and there's one topic of conversation. There's one thing that they have to answer. Are, are you called to ministry, to priestly ordained sacramental ministry within the Episcopal church? That's the only thing there, there is to talk about. And so I've got my stuff. I've done my work. I'm going up there to have this for this interview. And I go up there and I sit down and this, and this first interview starts and there's like six people in a room. You don't know any of them. Um, and it starts Which is off, a great start. It's a great start. <laughs> I mean, it's not that different from any other job right. interview, yeah. but um, you know, uh, nonetheless. My name's Brad. Um, I'm an alcoholic. Well, no, I didn't say that then. Uh, I could now. So, <laughs> so I get in there, and this guy's like, well, tell us about the farmhouse. Okay. I haven't really prepared it for that because that's not part of what this is about. So I kind of give a cursory. This is kind of what we're doing. And it's also not really the point of this. I mean, yeah. you know, the farmhouse is kind of a bonus in terms of what happens. Yeah. Um, you know, I can go be a priest somewhere. I mean, there's, there's just different ways to do it. And um, we spend the next hour with these people just grilling me on the farmhouse and grilling me on my background and, and asking me, you know, well, what are you going to do about your education? And I say, well, I'm kind of educated. I mean, I've got a PhD in theology, and, you know, what I've been told is, you know, that I won't have to go get another degree yeah. um, because you guys can figure out that I know, you know, Stuff. something about I know something. Right. Yeah, I know something. I know you fucking know, I literally anything. wrote a goddamn book on theology. Like, like you would think they, I know something. <laughs> well, and, and, so, yeah, and what you'd have to do is... you'd regardless of how many degrees you have, they still want you to go get a few Anglican studies classes, sure. which makes sense to yes. me. Yes. I'm fine with that. Yeah. This is what I've been told. So I, I literally, I repeat to them verbatim what I've been told yeah. by people. Yeah. And, 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 and they're, they're literally raising their voices at me and telling them that this is not canonical. The, can, the canons are the rules that they use to govern the, uh, you know, the church. And I knew that that wasn't true. Uh, because I'd read the canons, unlike the priest who was telling me that. But there's such a power imbalance yeah. that you it's not really the place to be like, well, excuse me, priest, but I don't believe that that's accurate. You know? and, um, and, and the whole meeting went like that. Um, and so I left that meeting like I wasn't educated enough because I didn't have you know, whatever oh, the right degrees. God. They told me that I'd have to move. Um, that the bishop could just tell me to pick up and move anywhere and I'd have to go. Um, and they told me that, uh, that the Episcopal Church had no use whatsoever for the farmhouse. And so, Which was also not what you had been told. No. Like, to that point, you had been told, this could be a really good asset. Wait, the language that yes. like the priest used, like yeah. I talked to one of the canons, I was told when I talked to that guy that, that what he said carried the authority of the bishop because they were just so tight, you know? And so what I'd been told was... Um, that having the farmhouse and having me in a little parish was a win-win situation yep. and everybody benefited from that. And so all of that stuff, now that sounds reasonable, you know? <laughs> I mean, and so, like, it's not the kind of thing that would raise red flags to have right. somebody else yeah. doing that stuff. So so I left that meeting, and I had two days of that. Um, just two days of just aggressive, like, chaotic nonsense. And the kind of thing where people were talking over each other like yeah. they're asking one of them, somebody had about asked, you. Well, yeah, but somebody would ask a question and then someone else would interrupt before I could even answer it and say, no, tell us about something else. And so for an environment that was supposed to be holy and, you know, yeah. and sort of, it was super confrontational. It was super confrontational. Yeah. It was super loud. It was super, just super aggressive. So the next thing. So, is, so, so that night, did you know you're like, I'm fucked. 
Oh, like, yeah. did you know? I mean, I, I, I mean, yeah. I, I know because you've told me, but for the benefit of the podcast, like you knew. So you've stopped. You, you've at this point, you've stopped doing what you're paid to do, your, like, right. your vocation, um, to to basically meet the guidelines of this church. Yeah, and now here they are saying that you know. You're oh, that's not enough. That's not. That's enough. not enough. And and right. I mean, literally, you're one of the. You're probably the smartest person I know. Like literally, I'm, glad and we I, went I'm not blowing smoke up your ass. Doctor, I thought you said Kara was. You're the second per- <laughs> smartest <laughs> person I know. Kara is is not as smart because she married you. <laughs> okay, that's fair. It does knock you knock her. And down. we tried to it warn. We tried to warn her. We, we did, did fucking warn her. Anyway, yeah. But you like, on the other hand, but I don't really because you married her. I honestly can't wait to tell her you said that. Yeah, okay. but but like I mean, you you generally are. I mean, you're you have a fucking PhD. Well, you have a master's degree. Like you're generally the smartest person I know. And yet these people are like, oh no, that's you don't know what you're talking about. Well, that's if you only a, you were educated. If you only you were maybe, educated. Like, yeah. But let's uh, let's go back to something else though, because this is what I think about education. Uh, knowledge puffs up and love builds up. And and I hope, I mean, that in, despite all the crap and stuff over the years, that I'm also one of the people that you know that loves Absolutely. people. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I, I, without, without that's a doubt. the thing. Like, I've never given a crap about my education. Like, yeah. I, did, I did that education because that was the only path that I saw for spiritual formation right. in that screwed up denomination that we came out of. Because <laughs> right. nobody else cared about us. Right. No, you're right. And, and I, I saw what was going on in the denomination, and I wanted mm-hmm. to get that kind of critical thinking yep. so that I could be a better pastor, yes. priest, and teacher. I Absolutely. mean, that was it. Um, and, like it, I, and, it, and, it and I think it succeeded in that aspect. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I really hope so. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, it was, it was just crazy. And so... Well, and I'd also been, and it's kind of like if you've been working in, like you've been working in computer science for 20 years, and then you go get a new job at another computer firm, and they try to tell you that you don't know anything about computers, and you <laughs> yeah, have to start over. I mean, yeah. if you it was Windows XP, you should yeah. probably check into that. Like it was just, it was that kind of conversation. Um, another thing, this is something that happened early, early on, and I should have been a little bit more attuned to this as a red flag. But when they were telling me that I couldn't officiate at the sacraments with the farmhouse. Yeah, I remember and I, that. and I was like, okay, I understand that. Now, does it matter? Like, if there's Episcopalians there, that certainly makes sense. But if it's like you guys. Right. You know. Yeah, see, I remember you talking right? about that. And I remember thinking, what? And like, now. you're you're arbiting who the fuck can administer the bread and wine. Like, that's fucking insane. Yeah. Like, that you think you have the authority under God to go, you can't do this. Well, so and the, so this is what I asked, yes. right? Because it seems like if you were wishing to be ordained in a church that believes that, you might want to find out what it is exactly that they believe about that, um, about the right. Eucharist. Yes, that would mean that nobody else can. Uh, <laughs> sorry, my bad. All right, <laughs> uh, that nobody else could administer the sacrament. Yeah, and and so I asked like the priest at this church I was going to. I was like, tell me why I can't do that. And uh, I was like, I mean, I'm, I'm not arguing with it. I just need to understand yeah. what's going on here theologically so that I have a, some comprehension of that. And he went to the back and got a, um, out of their tract rack, uh, a thing on, on like bread and wine that had like cartoon drawings in it. <laughs> And gave that to the me. Holy Once again, you have a doctorate. Well, and that's the thing. Like, I've read, like, the original documents. You know, I mean, and, and I'm not saying that, like, in an arrogant way or no, something. No, right. But, right. I mean, 
I just I don't know how to deal with cartoons. At they that were point. treating you like a fucking ignorant well, asshole at were. that point. Yeah, like so, someone who has a degree from Johnson Bible College, <laughs> which I do, but I also have other degrees that you trump do. that. It, it was hey, Brad, just, do you? It, it's Johnson University. Johnson oh, University. Oh, yeah, you've updated your resume. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, clearly, it's doing us a lot of good. <laughs> yeah, we've all we've all benefited a lot from our does time your at Does your degree retroactively go from Bible college? It to does. It actually. does. Yeah, yes. I could actually have ordered a new diploma, and I was like, "Fuck you! I don't care." I don't even know my old diploma. Twenty-five ninety-nine. I'm gonna say, yeah, the old diploma's in a drawer somewhere. <laughs> yeah. So. So I go through all that crap and, you know, like I drive home, I'm just like an hour and a half drive. It's, and I'm just like, God, yeah, you know, cause we've, I mean, we, our entire future was, yeah, wrapped was up in bet this. on that yep. thing. And, um, and, and to have it just go South for something you had no control over, you yeah. know, because once it got off the rails, you yeah. were done. And, um, and so I went, uh, I went home and I was like, that sucked. And I went up to the church, you know, we had, next day was church and we went up there and I told the president, like, that was crazy, you know? Um, he wasn't there. He was, he was the chair of this group. This Mm -hmm. is going to be important later. Um, (laughs) he wasn't there. And, uh, he was like, I don't have any idea. You know, that's just crazy. So, so after this, like you, you're, you're supposed to go up and meet with the bishop. And I don't know if, if whatever the decision is or whatever's going on. you, buddy. Uh, so, so this is in like October, 2016. I, and I and I and what they do is they write a report and they send that to the bishop and that's supposed to be in your file. Through the report. And I tried to get up to see this thing. <laughs> Holy shit! Um, and and just for a variety of reasons, it it literally didn't work out. I tried to get them to send it to me and they're like, "Oh no, this is sensitive." And I'm like, "Dude, the freaking government sends me like my tax <laughs> stuff in the mail. I think you can send me like a one." So I go up and I talk to the bishop and and it's just this bizarre conversation. Um, where, you know, she's like, well, how do you think that went? And I was like, it didn't go well at all. You know, I said, we didn't talk about my calling. I mean, they were focused on this peripheral stuff. Um, you know, it was just, it was, it was literally insane. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, that's kind of what they said. And, <laughs> and I was like, okay. And, and so I was trying to, you know, I don't have any idea what's going on. She's like, well, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. And she's retiring. This is kind of, yeah, right. so she's quitting. Um, and she's like, I'm not going to throw you out of the process, but you need to spend more time in discernment, which is a word that I consider uh, to be a, a, an go obscenity. Go home and think about this. Yeah. Um, you need to spend more time in discernment and, and figure out, you know, what your call is and, you know, if you actually want to be a priest and all this stuff. And I'm just like, okay. So it's just kind of this off the rails conversation. So I go up, um, finally I get up there in February like the beginning of February, it works out. I get up to the office. I go in. I can look at my file, and and I read this letter that Dude. they've written, oh and and the and they're they're they don't recommend me to go on because I belong to another church. Yes, I'm employed by this church, which you aren't, and which, you didn't, which, right? <laughs> and uh, and I do not attend the church that we that we attended. So, and, which you did, which I did. Like, and I, I mean, I looked. And and this was kind of the beginning of like a series of lies. I, I, yeah. I there's no other word. No, it's lies. It's flat out um, lies. Yeah. I mean, like the other church stuff. I'm like, okay, that's that's crazy. Now I could kind of see that somebody, if they had no idea about anything, could be confused. But that seems like an easy thing to to yeah. clear up, right? And to say, look, I'm not employed by a church. I don't I don't operate a church on my farm. You know, yeah. I don't. That's not what's going on. Um, and, but that other thing about like not attending church, 
That was actually more personal than that. Right. Yeah. Like, I mean, I had to get out my calendar and go back. That was your say, community. <laughs> I mean, yeah. like, yeah. And and so, you know, what happened was um, we'd missed we'd missed a couple, we'd missed like a Sunday to take our baby out to see her grandparents because they hadn't met her yet. <laughs> and, God um, and then we went and visited some friends over Kara's spring break. And in a year and a half of church attendance, that was it. I mean, like we were, the, and it was yeah. we were attending church. It was an hour away from our home. Yeah. Let Let me say, okay. So Matt and I are on the board of the farmhouse. So you had sent emails. To, you'd send an email to everybody in the board saying this didn't go well. This letter, like, okay. So as long as I've known you, you've always been prone to hyperbole. It's just one of your things. And I thought the way you framed the the way you the way you. The, the way that you had framed... I want to die. Well, the, the way... I'm going to drink myself to death. Well, it's not hyperbole anymore. The, 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 way, anymore, the, the way that you had framed the letter in the yeah. meeting, I thought, it's just Pickens being... It's just hyperbole. Like, it couldn't yeah. possibly have been that bad. I, like, not... A couple months after that email, I happened to be in work down near you, and I was like, hey, I'm going to come by. I've got the day. I've got the afternoon off or whatever. We had lunch, and I went to your office, and you were like, hey, do you want to see that report? And yeah. I read it. Holy fuck. Yeah. Dude. Like, yeah. it was openly hostile. The letter that the, mm-hmm. whatever the commission for whatever that fucking thing is called, that had sent to the bishop. <laughs> mission for ramming it up your was ass. Was literally <laughs> openly hostile. Yeah. It was framed in this manner. It was framed that you were an agent of another denomination sent to destroy the Episcopal church. I not even yeah, fucking that's not kidding. Joking. That was exactly how mm-hmm. the letter read. I, I, I got done with it. I looked at you and I said, Oh my God, like yeah. you weren't kidding with this. This yeah. is fucking insane. Yeah. Like it literally read like you were this evil human being that was bent, that was sent to destroy the Episcopal church. And they were the only ones that could stop you from doing it. Fucking crazy. <laughs> Well, I was I was going to embezzle money from them. It, I mean, that was exactly where exactly yeah. what it came. Lo- and, yes, and I was like, I mean, oh, say that was true. Like that was my intention. Tell me how I could possibly right. do that. Yes. You know, I, I, it was just it was it absolutely was insane. Crazy. So like, not hyperbole. Like I read this fucking thing. And it was absolutely off the rails. Fucking nuts. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. So, so so I read this thing. There were a couple other things in there that were just bizarre. Like there was something, it was like a personal letter that somebody had sent to the bishop that was not kind. Um, and that also was based on lies. I'm not going to, there's no reason to even get into that. Um, and so I took these two things in that I'd never seen before to the, to get copies of them. And, um, and, and so the, the secretary copies the one, the letter that I don't have. And she looks at this other thing, this other email and she looks at it and she reads it. Cause that's what it was. It was an email to her. Yes. Yeah. That she had stuck in the file. Uh, and she looks at it and she goes, this shouldn't be in here. And she turns around and drops it in the shredder. <laughs> now, never mind that maybe it shouldn't have. It, I mean, obviously it shouldn't have been in there. It had nothing to do with anything. Yikes. It wasn't accurate in any sense of the word. Um, but it was something that like these people who were making decisions about me and my future had yeah, seen. Absolutely. And, and and what happened in all that? There was no recourse through that. Yeah. Um, 
So the next thing then. That you kinda, were playing from behind the eight ball. Oh, my gosh. Constantly. Yeah. yeah. At that point, there yeah. was no yeah. getting ahead of it. Yep. But the thing that was disorienting about it, and I think the thing that kept that kept me in it, and we talked about it, was because those, those falsehoods were so blatant um, and because it was so obviously in the best reading of it, the result of, mis- of misunderstanding. Yeah. Uh, because they, they couldn't translate um, from a church that had no hierarchy, yeah. which is what, you know, the denomination yes, right. that we came out of, big on congregational autonomy, free church yeah. model. Yep. They had no concept of that in, in a church that has massive hierarchy. Yep, yep. And, um, and so, so you couldn't even explain, and you wouldn't think it'd be that difficult, but... Uh, that's clearly, clearly it was clearly it was yeah. I mean you would think it would take a cursory understanding of like the history of Christianity or something <laughs> and you'd be like oh yeah other people have had different ways of structuring the church and, and in fact if you oh were, this church is a bunch of fucking morons that's right oh god okay you know, cool if you were to look within our own history you would find people you know like Richard yeah. Hooker saying that there's different structures that God has allowed and this is the one that we picked I mean yeah. that's you just call Richard Roy or Hooker no no thanks for chiming in though <laughs> Michael's over there busy sobering up and then he said i heard the word hooker i'm gonna jump in my job all right so uh so that i go up i say all this crap in february and that was that was probably one of the few moments in my life like i mean i was literally shaking as i was reading that because it was just such a a crazy it was insane like i mean and they could have said this guy's a dope and we don't want him to be a priest and you'd be like all right it's fair enough uh, because who would choose me? Um, I would. Thank you. I'll be your priest. You, okay. You've so, always been my priest. <laughs> all right, stop. So anyway. <laughs> um, so. Michael, God damn turn it. it off. Jesus. So, <laughs> so then, like the middle of March, I guess, rolls around. 2017? 2017. Okay. Um, yeah. No, I haven't had a year of our Lord in a while. Common era. Um, Let's go with common era. So, so I, the, in the middle of March, and and so this the old bishop is done uh, on April twentieth. All right, and there's a new bishop coming in, and I'm talking to people I'm like, "What am I supposed to do with this?" And they're like, "Just wait for the new bishop because there's no way that you're going to fix this." And the new bishop, <laughs> Meet the new boss, same yeah, right. as the old boss. The new bishop will be very fancy and magical, and and you know, and she'll be much wiser. Uh, whatever. So, <laughs> spoiler. So with with no like nothing has prompted this, I get a letter in the mail from this old from the the bishop that's retiring, and this bit and, the, and this letter explains I need to clarify what I told you in December and what she told me in December was she wasn't throwing me out. I needed to work through this stuff and figure this out and then come back to the commission on ministry because I know that because I sat in the meeting. Yeah. Um. And so she goes, I need to clarify something. I didn't actually mean that. We don't want you in this thing, um, and until you can uh, leave behind your attachments to your current denomination, you're not going Which, to be fun eligible. Fact, fun fact meant you need to move out of your house. Well, no, I'm not there yet. Okay. Wait, because let's, I mean, let's stop this. <laughs> like, because that's a, that's a different fun fact. Yeah. Until I cut ties with my current denomination, and I'm reading that, and I'm going, my current denomination is the Episcopal Church. Yeah. So in order to be considered for, for priesthood in the Episcopal Church, I have to stop being Episcopalian, yeah. according to the bishop. This is the kind of, this is the level of clarity and, yep. and yeah. thoughtfulness that's gone into this. 
So um, the new bishop comes in. I get sent up to talk to her. And I sit down, and I'm like, this is crazy. I don't know what's going on. This is what I'm trying to figure out. I'm here to do what you guys want me to do. You know, I said, you tell me, do you need the farmhouse? And she's like, nope. And I'm like, thanks. That would have been helpful to have known two years ago. Um, What about my education? She's like, you're fine. You'll have to do like this. Okay. What about my location? She's like, that's not ideal, but we can work with it. Fine. So, I mean, so I've got some clarity then from the top, which I hadn't had before, uh, about those kinds of issues. And those are not, those aren't issues that I'm like, like being a baby about. I mean, those are yeah. important issues because right. Yeah, right. like that has to do with how we live, you know, yeah. I mean, that kind of stuff. Um, you know, and what's going to happen and is this actually feasible? And she's like, those are all fine. Um, you know, we're not going to do the farmhouse, all that stuff. So then she goes, but you're going to have to start over again with a new congregational discernment group. So you have to start over at the beginning, back oh in your God. congregation, and do that again. So I go in there, and 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 the deal with them was I was like, okay, I, we're not talking about the farmhouse. All I'm talking about doing at this point is um, is being a parish priest somewhere. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, like my call to ministry is more fundamental than how that ministry is exercised. Right. And and if that's how this denomination understands it, and that's where I'm going to be at, then that's where I want to. That's where we're going to be. Um, you know, I'm willing to relocate. I mean, there's a lot of places within a five hour drive of my home and I can abandon my kids and wife and, you know, they can come out, you know, and see me on long weekends. Easter. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Spring break and, you know, summer and stuff like that. Um, so, I mean, so I go into this new thing, you know, knowing kind of what I'm up against and knowing that the last stuff was so screwed up that if you tell the truth, you know, it might go better. So I get into this group, and they're all nice people, which is part of the problem. Um, <laughs> like, they're all nice people. Um, and, and and it starts out okay, and as we get into it, like, these things start coming up. Well, they don't like my education, because unlike the, the Commission on Ministry, who thought I wasn't educated enough, they thought I was too educated, and I wouldn't... I wouldn't fit in very well with, uh, you know, lower class, uh, uneducated, you know, I mean, just uh, son of a bitch, man. Like, yeah, they didn't like, uh, the fact that I was talking about bivocational ministry, which is actually what a lot of the Episcopal church is doing right now, because for some reason or another, the Episcopal church has been in precipitous decline since 1957. Right. Um, and so (laughs) they can't afford to pay all of their priests, right? Uh, if you got a priest that's got a parish of 20 people, they get part-time pay and they have to get another job. And I'm talking about doing bivocational work. And and so this comes to a head in, in the last meeting that we had. And they said, you know what, you are, you are called and we are ready to sign off for this. But you have to sell your house and quit your job. And this is a direct quote, and free fall for a while. Uh, and I was expected to do that with my two months postpartum wife my three-year-old daughter, and my infant. And, 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 at the, and this happened, in, again, in a ridiculously chaotic meeting. Like, they give, me this, they give me this ultimatum. And, and basically what that means is, I quit my job, I sell my house. I quit my job, we can't pay our bills. I sell my house, we don't have an asset. So at that point, we're homeless and bankrupt. And, and then while I'm busy free-falling, Maybe they'll decide to ordain me, or maybe not, because right. nobody's making <laughs> right. a decision. Right, so there's no. Here. This is a thing. There's like no absolutes. 
So they're basically like, fuck off and be homeless, and maybe at some point you'll be a priest. It, does, it doesn't affect them. I know. That's, that's, that's why you thing. can say shit yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. It doesn't affect you. Yeah, it's crazy. That's why you can fire a fucking youth minister who just bought a goddamn house a year before. Did that happen it, to you? Maybe. Yeah. Wait, because are you it, talking about you now or picking? <laughs> well, because, well, no, it's, it's, because, because it's it doesn't... About it's the same fucking thing. It's it doesn't the same af- thing. It doesn't affect them. Yeah. It has no... Oh, we'll pay your health payment for two months. Oh, fucking great. So I can go sell cars for like... I can sell like yeah. 10 cars in three months. Cool. Yeah. And make no living. Like, and well, I'm in fucking debt still because you fucking fired me. Like... And think about... Uh, God damn it, we, man. And you know, I mean... Why did you come up here? You man? have a... You know it's just going to piss me off. I know. Off. Well, you know. But so you guys have a degree from Johnson Bible College in Bible and youth ministry, as I do. Clearly. Um, and it's doing us a lot of good. It's doing you a lot of good. So when someone says to quit your job and just go get another job... Right. And again, and these are people who are incredibly privileged. Yeah. Like yes. One of them was an administrator at IU. Another yeah. one taught in the English department. His yep. wife was a lawyer. Another one was a, like a clinical psychologist. Another person taught at another college. Like these are people who are privileged people who have money, who have never had a problem. Yep. Like yeah, finding a that. job. And this guy, and he's talking about, he's like, well, um, you know, I didn't have a job for a while. I'm like, your wife's a lawyer, dude. Nobody cares if you didn't have a job. Yeah. Like, if Kara was a lawyer, we wouldn't care either. I mean, right. like, I'd be home I could, I could do day. this shit. Exactly. I could go through this process. Yeah, yeah right. I, could, I could do this. Yeah. I think we just so, heard Matt's dream scenario. I could go home and Stay masturbate home all day. Can you, can you fucking day. mute him, please? God damn it. He's got all right. control of the sound. So then, so then what happens? Now, there, something else has been going on at this, at this point. So um, at this point... Like I'm teaching in. Just sit at home and That's great, Michael. Okay. <laughs> I'm actually kind of impressed that he came up with that. <laughs> don't don't be, because he'll just keep fucking doing it. No, See? you just you just set the stage for him to hit all kinds of fucking buttons. You realize what you've done now? God damn. All right. So these people write a letter because the Episcopal yeah. Church is about nothing if not writing letters. Paperwork, bitches. And, Paperwork um, all day long. So they write a letter and they're like. They're, they're like, we're not recommending this person to... We, we're recommending that he take another year just as a lay person to figure this out and then come back and try it again. <laughs> and the reasons that they wanted to do this is because I'm not serving in ministry, in a ministry capacity. Oh, my God. And the reason that I wasn't serving in a ministry capacity is because the freaking priest at the church that I was going to would not allow me to do so. So every year they'd ask if anybody wanted to like present something at you know, their forum, like a Sunday school, basically. And I'd say, oh, I could do that. And they wouldn't have me do it. And, they, you know, you can you can go up and read Scripture. And I say, hey, I could go up and read Scripture. I wouldn't mind doing that. And he's like, eh, that's really political and kind of, okay, so I didn't go do that. And, and, you know, another stuff would come up, and I'd say, hey, could I do that? And he'd say, no. Uh, another thing happened, you know, can I, can I do that? Well, no, you're in discernment. And it would send the wrong message to the bishop and the COM <laughs> if somebody who thought that they were called to ministry Dude, actually performed any fuck, kind of ministry. Fuck church hierarchy into the fucking dirt. What? I mean, honest to God. You could have stopped at the word church. Well, there's that. <laughs> We've done that so, already for like 160-some right. episodes. I know, so. I know. Now, here's the problem with this. So I wasn't allowed to do anything in the parish that I was in and in this diocese. Um... However, I was recruited to teach the Anglican ethos and spirituality class at an Anglican seminary. And I'll tell you why. 
This is Chicago. Yeah. Yeah. It's because my PhD has a heck of a lot to do with Anglican ethos yes. and spirituality. And it's also because I'd spent 17 years in the in the Episcopal Church in Scotland and in the United States and in Canada. And, and like I knew what that background was. And so the other thing then that I was doing, now keep that in mind, the fact that I'm teaching this class, <laughs> keep that in mind, because that's going to be important here in a minute. So the other thing then that happened was I was... I was working on building a retreat, uh, a spiritual retreat uh, for the Anglican Church of Canada. Not like a little bit of the Anglican Church, but something that the entire Anglican Church of Canada would u- would use. And it was it was supposed to be a spirituality for the next generation of Anglicans. So, like, I'm part of like forming an entire generation right. of people for this national church. So I'm working. I'm doing ministry at the national and international level. I'm just not doing anything in my parish or in my diocese because they won't let me. (laughs) And so that's fine. So then, so I'm not doing ministry, according to these people. So then the next thing that I'm not doing is I'm not actually Episcopalian enough because I was only confirmed a while earlier. And, And also I grew up with a conservative background. Now, I think I left conservative crap behind by the time I got to Johnson and all of that stuff. But the thing about... Like, I need more time to be Episcopalian because, you know, I don't understand this strange new religion that I've been part of for 17 years and have been asked <laughs> to teach a course on. You know, I mean, like, like there's priests in this church that uh, that have some understanding of what it means to yeah. be Episcopalian yep. because of my background in that. Uh, the, you know, the other thing they say, you know, I'm not prioritizing uh, the sacraments in my discussion of priesthood and my call to ministry. And the reason I wasn't talking about that is because one of them had pulled me aside on two different occasions and told me that talking about a call to sacramental ministry wasn't helpful and that I should stop doing that. So I did, and then they held that against me. And then finally, uh, they also said that I, I should also take some time out because I said that I was depressed. Which was a lie, because I wasn't depressed. However, I found out today that I've been diagnosed with post-traumatic stress disorder. <laughs> so, whereas I didn't have a mental illness when I went into the Episcopal Church. This because is breaking of my, news. This is breaking news. Because of the time that I spent in the Episcopal Church, I now have a mental illness. Um, breaking news? That's breaking news. So, do you have a button for that, Michael? There you go. <laughs> This is uh, breaking news from uh, Pastors Podcast Network. Pickens has a mental illness. Pickens, over to you. Yep. All right. So, so that was, and so I'm just reading this letter, and again, it's just, it's, it's insane. Yeah. Um, we it's totally insane. have to call this episode "Church PTSD." Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly it. Yeah. So, um, and I'm trying to make sense of this because when people, when you read lies about yourself at right. that level. Yeah. Um, it, part of it begins to, to kind of sink in. Yep. So the priest calls me. He's like, hey, how are you doing? And I'm like, great. So. <laughs> <laughs> Never been better. And I'm like, hey, you know what, chief? I'm having a tough time understanding some of this stuff. And he's. Always look on the bright Oh, my gosh. That's it. One of the polys. Yeah. So anyway, so he's. Uh, but I did look at you because I knew that you I, were the lie. <laughs> <laughs> it's the safe as I'm sure. Anyway. So, so I'm talking to him, and I'm like, I don't understand what's going on. And he's like, you just have to learn to communicate this to lay people. And he hung up on me. 
So he wants me to go talk to the bishop. So I go talk it's to the bishop. It's just insane. Yeah. God damn it. I take a day off work. I spend five hours in a car driving to Indianapolis. I go up, I sit down, and I'm like, I have no idea what has gone on. I don't know what this is. I don't know what I'm supposed to do with it. And I said, I, I came up, I talked to your people, and they told me this. I talked to this person, and they told me that. I talked to these people, and they told me that. And, and I've got emails and notes. I've got stuff. I mean, yeah. if you don't believe me, I can show you. I've got them here in my bag. I said, what am I supposed to do with that? And how am I supposed to discern the will of God, since that's what you say is supposed to happen here? Yeah. And she looked at me, this, this bishop, this leader of people. Yeah. Who and has this been is the new bishop. Ordained, yeah, the new point. bishop. Yeah. Ordained because of her, her holiness and her wisdom. And she looks at me and she goes, and for those of you who can't see that on the podcast... <laughs> That was a gigantic shrug yeah. because she had no freaking answer for that. Yeah. And and that was the last day that I was an Episcopalian. Yeah. Um, so here's the aftermath of that. The aftermath of that. In, in minutes, I mean, it takes years, but really it yeah. comes down to minutes. Yeah, yeah. In minutes, I lost my career, my identity, and my community. Yeah. And which I know you guys... Yep. experience oh sure yeah, yeah. and and for the last year and a half that reality has been exceedingly isolating mm-hmm. um and in a way that i i, I didn't know and I, I wish i'd done a better job with you guys like when you got fired and stuff like that i don't know what i would have done i would have come up and just you did held fine. you i would have just cuddled we we did plenty of cuddling. It's did fine. we? Okay, We're I just don't remember it. We're good, man. That's fine. I don't know. I don't know. I, I mean, because I don't know what else you could do. do you, and I don't what know else what is you, there to do? There's you you commiserate it. That's all you could do. Yeah. Is say that you, fucking sucks. That's all you can do. Alcohol. There's nothing else to do. For yeah. Um, Here's a beer. It fucking sucks. Like, well, yeah. That's all you can do. I mean, yeah. In addition yeah. to PTSD, I'm a high functioning alcoholic. Sure. Same. You know, so we left the church. Like we left this church that I'd brought two children into, baptized one of them in, had friends at, and things like that. From the day that we left the church until now, not a single person has contacted us. And we left because of these abusive behaviors, because because all of that crap is ridiculously abusive. Yep. Like having one person say one thing and then having somebody else say something else, and the first person refusing to do anything about it is nothing but abusive. And what I found out was in the diocese of Indianapolis, if you're an Episcopalian, they will cover that up all the way to the top. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's no there's no ifs ands or buts about that. The aftermath of that for my wife was almost crippling anxiety. Yeah. Um, and it, it hit her first and longer and for most of the year. Because um, I had other work that I was doing and stuff like that. And honestly, I was glad that it was over with. Yeah. Um, at least she had an answer. At least it I had answer an answer. You wanted, but it was the answer. And, it was an but, answer. You know, it's the kind of thing. I mean, she was waking up, I mean, every night and just crying mm-hmm. because of this stuff. And this is what... And it didn't help that she'd had a baby that was waking up, you know, waking her up. Gotcha. I mean, so she was up. Um, and then that anxiety began to hit me because, you know, at a certain point, like you just run out of money and options and time and stuff like that. And I'm like, okay, well, what do I do now? And I don't have any idea. Um, and it, and it harmed my, you know, my career and future and Mm -hmm. everything else. And, and so the reason, I mean, really the reason I wanted to come on and talk about this, I think, um, is because I think we really thought the problem was in like that fundamentalist evangelical (laughs) It's not. Um, and that the problem was, you know, there was nobody overseeing the fact that like the minister at that church I was going to was hiring like, you know, serial adulterers and, you know, um, fucking reading his sermons. Yeah. And, you know, and stuff like that. Like, and we thought, okay, well that, that hurts the church and it does. 
But like having a hierarchy and authority over that doesn't offer any other no. anything else, you know. No. So the problem wasn't there. And what was happening was it was all about power. Yep. It was all about using that power to maintain status and it was about using that power to to keep people yeah away. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that's that's all it was. Yeah, and there absolutely. was there was no there was no sense. I mean for all their talk about discernment and the will of God and stuff like that. It had It's a, really a cover for power. It was. Yeah. It was it was a way it was language that was designed to disguise the fact that nobody cared. Yep. Yeah. Because you know, there was a circular thing that happened at the end where I asked um like that last discernment group I said, "Can you sit down and explain this to me?" And because they're not believers, they said no. <laughs> and um <laughs> you know and I mean, and I mean that, and I, I mean, I don't mean that in a joking way. I mean, like, no, if you I, can't, I, I know if what you, you mean. can't sit down with someone that you are in a in a discipling relationship with, and that was what their relationship with me was designed as. If you can't sit down and talk with them and explain what you've done, so that I, I mean, if there was a place that I needed to grow, I would like to have known yes. what that was, right? Um, and they wouldn't do it. And they said, if you have a problem with what we did, then you can talk to the priest or you can talk to the bishop. And I talked to the priest. I said, I don't understand this. And he said, it's got nothing to do with me. You can go talk to the bishop. I went and talked to the bishop, and the bishop said, well, you know, I mean, I'm up here, and I don't know you. I have to go with what the discernment group said. And so something happened to me. That oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were the fucking bishop. It's so, it's so shady, <laughs> man. Literally yeah. nobody was willing to take responsibility for the decision. Exactly. The decision was made, but nobody owned it. Exactly. And and so at this point, you know, I'm a year and a half now out of the church. Uh, like we go, we occasionally go to like this little Mennonite church near us, which is cool, but good Lord, we're not Mennonites. Um, (laughs) and, uh, and that's, that's fine. But you know, we haven't been in the church. Like, I mean, our kids aren't getting any kind of spiritual formation outside the home and that kind of stuff. Um, which is probably better, honestly, but I get what you're, you know what I'm saying? I know. I know. There's something important about it. I know. I agree. And, and I, and I don't miss it. Because yeah. there's no path back to that. There's no way that I want to subject myself to that, even as a person. Yeah. Just yeah. going there. Right. Uh, just going there. Yeah. And um, and I'm proud of how I handled that. Like yeah. I conducted myself oh, with I agree. integrity. And, I agree. And I was. I've, truthful, I mean, I read your. You know? le- I read your letter mm-hmm. to the bishop. It was. It wasn't antagonistic. It wasn't angry. It was just like. Here are things that were just wrong. They're flat out just wrong. Yeah. There's no way. There's no if if ifs ands or buts about it. It was wrong. Yeah. The way this was handled. This is what happened. This is what I did. This is what was done to me. Mm-hmm. Period. Full yeah. stop. I mean, and you got no response. No. And I yeah. I I, I I can't imagine a different way of handling it. Like I don't know how how else you would have handled it differently. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But and so I guess you know I'm, I'm really at a point where I think that the future of the church has to take place outside of the institution. Oh, I, I don't. I, I mean, couldn't agree with you more. And and I think, but I think we all kind of thought that okay, like these people are kind of cool, you know. I mean, <laughs> they like, like they like the gays. Yeah. Like well, I mean, I mean you know what I'm well, saying? I like think, I think if we learn one thing from T.D. Jakes, it's that well, <laughs> just because you're affirming doesn't mean you're good. Doesn't people. mean you're cool. <laughs> here's here's the interesting thing though is that. I remember when you first entered into the process and you were talking about joining the Episcopal Church. I thought, great. The Episcopal Church seemed like the antithesis of what we grew up with, yep. Yep. which was rudderless, 
bullshit of just it's a, every it's a, fucking a, congregation can just decide it's a whatever non-denomination the fuck they want. denomination. Yeah. yeah. And so yeah. I thought, yes, this is great. We loved liturgy. We that which was a lot of what the farmhouse was built around was a liturgical understanding yep. of God, of the yep. church, of whatever, of community. And when you entered in, I thought, this is fucking fantastic. This is going to be great. And then when you got into it, I thought, holy fuck, they're just like everybody else. Yeah. Well, yeah. not just like everybody else. I mean, they're they're the offspring of the Church of England. These are the same people that brought us Brexit. Yes. I mean, it's that yeah. kind of logic, you yeah. know, where and, and honestly, I think that was part of it. It was that same kind of thing. They're trying to go back and recover this lost power that they have. Yes. Um, and they don't understand that they don't actually have any power. Right. So one of the key things, and we laughed about this at the time, but I've thought a lot about it since then. But I was talking to the I was talking to the priest at that church, and and I was I asked him something. I was like, okay, well you know, like in this, like in my in our old denomination, that this is part of that belief structure. And and what I said, it was really generic. It would apply to probably ninety percent of you know, sort of low church, Protestant churches, something like that. It would definitely apply to the gigantic uh, Disciples of Christ Church that was directly across the street from his church and that he meets with and knows these people. And I was like, you know, I mean, about this feature. And And he said, no. He said, honestly, I haven't really paid that much attention to the marginal denominations. Like, you guys remember that conversation? I don't know. I don't remember. Um because we laughed about it at the time. Yeah. We were like, yeah, you can't get any more marginal than what we grew up with. Yeah, right. Um, but the reality was, and I've thought about this a lot since then. I mean, I suppose I was, before I became Episcopalian, a marginal Christian and then a marginal minister. And and when he talks about a marginal denomination, the Episcopal Church is the same size in terms of numbers as the independent yeah. Christian church was, is. Um, and we were sitting in a coffee shop that was owned by the largest church in his community, which happened to be part of that denomination that we grew up with. And the politics of the state that we live in are driven by that, you know, and I thought, you know, I don't know who's part of the, the marginal denomination at this point. And this guy didn't have any idea what he's, you know, what he's actually talking about and what the context of his ministry is. Um, so I have a question. Yeah. So I don't know. Do you have any more pages after that? No, I'm good. All right. So so day fifty seven. Well, I wanted to make sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wanted to make sure we hit on this because we you mentioned it in when we had dinner. You said something that was important to to I think our audience about deconstruction. Mm. Okay, I have another page. Okay, but <laughs> you do have another well, fucking no, page. I, I love you know, it. I honestly. Um, Okay, I want to talk about. I want to come up again. I have so much stuff to talk about. That's fine. We can do that. No, here was here was what I was asking about. Because um, I went to the. Uh, I don't know what you guys talk about. Because I just go to your live things and the stuff that I'm here for. Uh, so like your <laughs> podcast, yeah. like God bless all of you. You're not, like, you're not missing a fucking thing, man. Like don't worry of, about it. You're not missing a goddamn all, thing. Some of you all have been to my house and you've drunk my bourbon and like I mean that's fantastic. We love you. Please keep coming back. Um, no, what I was what I was asking at supper. I mean. We talk about deconstruction and reconstruction and things like that. I mean, the question is really, are we deconstructing Christianity or are we deconstructing our experience of the church? Because I think one of those things is far more robust than the other. Mm -hmm. And, And like the Christian tradition is something that's gone through, I mean every culture in the world and 2000 years and major differences of, um, you know, of, of looking at it. And it's got different ways to bounce back. 
Um, but how we encounter that tradition and what we experience in the church is often something that uh, very much needs to be deconstructed. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah, yeah, what, yeah. That's where we're. I, I, th- I, 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 you know, you saying that at dinner, like I honestly think it's mostly just deconstructing our experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, you know, when I read, uh, you know, Rohr's book, the the Universal Christ, like I'm like, there's nothing here I can disagree with. Like, I, I want this. Yeah. This is this is what I this is what I grew up wanting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And just didn't have language for it. Mm-hmm. And now I do. What I'm deconstructing is how all of us were fucked over by our experience in something that was, spo- was supposed to love us and care for us and nurture us and grow us. Yeah. And fucking didn't. No. It fucked us over. Yeah. But you know what? I think um at least for me and I think for you guys as well, there was at least a moment where that nurturing was taking place. I mean, you, you got yes. enough of a vision of that yeah. that yeah. you could you could see it. And I knew that intimately. I mean, for the first 15 years of my life, yeah. like the church I was in was fantastic. Yeah. If I could go to a church like that, I, I'd yeah. be there every day. Um, but yeah, what are you going to do? I know. So I, Yeah, I, yeah. Well, and, and that's just, and that's why I think that, that it's important to retain the tradition. Um, even if you don't ex- ex- take all parts of it or, you know, however yeah. you want to look at it. Um, because I don't really have a problem with the gospel of Mark or, you know, I don't really yeah, have right. a problem with, uh, I like Anselm. Like I don't like the ontological argument, but I like the fact that he wrote copious amounts of material on, on God as a, as a mother. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and it has, it has this deeply feminine imagery of God, you mm-hmm. know, going back a thousand years. This isn't something that we just figured out, <laughs> yeah, you know, right. um, this isn't just a, fe- this is yeah. no, it's not just feminist bullshit. Yeah. yeah right. You know, I, I think, yeah, I, I think it's important to retain like those parts of, yeah. of tradition yeah. and, can and I, can, to be let grounded. Let me ask a question. Let me ask a question yeah. first. Cause I, I I, I want to form it in a question because I think it's it, it it ties into to to where you're at. So Michael sobering up. Yeah, I'm sobering up, guys. Let's start this podcast all over again. Um, so so you have similarly to us left the church, but mm-hmm. there's still importance on 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 belief in in your life. Mm-hmm. So talk about how um, for our listeners how. Because so often people are like, fuck the church, fuck God, fuck Jesus, fuck the story, fuck everything that we that we have grew up with. Mm-hmm. We, we, we throw the baby out with the bathwater, myself included. Um, you know, we get past it. But, but talk about why it still has meaning for you, even though you've been through that shit. Um, well, why should I change? I mean, they're the ones who suck. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. me. <laughs> And scene. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. It's a little, uh, little uh, office space out there. It's nice. Yeah. Good reference, man. Um, no, <laughs> I think it, I think it fits though. It, it, does. it does fit. It, it yeah. absolutely does. Like, why should I allow those people to define my experience with God through their yeah. falsehood and through their ignorance? And and I think that at the end of the day, and I, I at, the, at the end of the day, I think that's actually one of the most fundamentally Christian things to say. Um, because it's what the, it's what the early church does. Like the early church doesn't start from zero. The early church starts with the old Testament yeah. and they say, this has to do with Jesus. And so you come, you read Acts, uh, whatever it is, Acts seven, uh, eight, like you have Stephen yeah. and he preaches this sermon 
And the sermon that he preaches is a history of Israel. Mm -hmm. He says, this is what we did. This is what God did. This is who we are. This is what's going on. And then he gets to the end of it. And he said, I'm going to, since I brought my Bible to the podcast. Oh. I know. The what? The Bible. It's a, it's it's never, a thing. Never heard of her. It's a thing that you read. Goddamn, Michael. And anyway. Oh, gosh. You guys are so but so he, he ends all that, and this yeah. is what he says. You stiff-necked people, uncircumcised in heart and ears, you are forever opposing the Holy Spirit, just as your ancestors used to do. I, I think that is the most fundamental Christian yeah. word right now. Um, because that's the only way to separate oneself from from these institutional churches. From the perpetuating, From the bullshit. Yeah, they're just perpetuating yeah. these lies. Yeah. And, and to begin with that... And not to and not to give them the ground to say, oh well, the church as if these are people that are worshiping Christ, but to say these are people who have abandoned Christ. Yeah. And and it's obvious by their behavior, like people who've abandoned Christ. I mean, like you take the thing with what I just told you with the Episcopal Church. Now that's fine. It's all well and good. I can understand how somebody would have their fill of meat. <laughs> right, um, like that. We, we've all had those moments. I, I, we all have. You're good. Um, what I can't understand is somebody looking at my wife and my two daughters and saying these people don't matter. Yeah, they don't yeah. matter enough for me to reach out to them. They don't matter enough yeah. to to care about them. They don't matter enough for pastoral care. Um, I mean, so my belief is what it's always been. I'm not the one who left the church. The church left me. Yeah. Yeah. And and it, and it's left There's most our title. of us. <laughs> the I church mean, left me. Like yeah, yeah I, I agree. Listen, I agree. I listened to these. I mean, I listened to your the people at the podcast yeah. and stuff. They weren't talking about they left the church. Abandoned church them. fucked them over. It yeah. abandoned them. Yeah, and that's that's evil. Yeah, I mean that's the that's the epitome of evil. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, you know, and honestly, it probably was never going to work for me to be in a because I always believe that. <laughs> You know, I mean, that was really where the mm-hmm. farmhouse started. We started with the idea that mm-hmm. the church had abandoned us. Yeah. Yeah. And um, it was a parachurch outside them on the margins. Yeah. Organization. Yeah. yeah. It was it was for people who weren't who weren't part of it anymore. Yep. Um, but I'm, no, I'm not going to let those people like affect me in that yeah. way. Can you can you talk about for people who are um, who the church has left them? Um, how can they benefit from coming to the farmhouse? What 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 is the farm? I, I, I'm I'm going to make this a sales pitch because you won't do it. Well, let's um, well, before you get to there. Like we talked about this a little bit at dinner. Like the idea that you know to quote the great prophet Bob Marley, how long should I kill our prophets? Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean, like well, we you know, I mean, all of us had this vision of what the church can be and should be based on what we knew of Jesus. And I'm no longer in ministry. Brad's no longer in ministry. Michael's no longer in ministry. Paid ministry. Yeah. You're no longer in paid, quote unquote, paid ministry. Like, how many of our people that we know, Casey, I mean, like all these people. Oh, fun fact, also fucked by the Episcopal Church. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> we can talk about that in another episode. We, have, we already fucking have. Like, yeah, his I mean, first yeah. episode is what it looks like to get screwed by the church. Yeah, like, that's what I mean, the title is. Nobody wants anybody to rock the boat. Nobody wants anybody to call out. Maybe this isn't the best way to do things. Like, and yeah. that's what the that's what the prophets is. Like, it called it, it called out to Israel, and that's what's so great about the Old Testament is that 
The Old Testament is like the one book that where the people who wrote it put in their worst parts. Mm-hmm. And you have all these prophets going, you guys are fucking it up royally. Like, yeah. Well, they do that. And, and it's also, it's the same thing. They're talking about their own people. Yeah. Like, you know, like you read the Psalms and stuff and it's like, oh God, protect me from my enemies and all yeah. that. And this isn't like the Babylonians coming to get them yeah. necessarily. Yeah. Like it's, I mean, some of them it is, but in, in a, and some of mm-hmm. them it's just the guy down the street who's a jackass. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a, there's a place within, within the Bible to make that differentiation between people who claim they follow God and people who actually follow God. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it's, it's part of it. And yeah. the people who, the people who, Claim to follow God and don't do it yeah. are your enemies. Yeah, I, it, I agree. I you know. yeah, yeah. Okay, sorry. Right, Mike, go right. ahead. So, so, um, so for those people who uh, are not in the church, or maybe if, even if they are in the church but they're disenchanted by the church, whatever they, whatever level, why, why should they? Because I would say everyone around this table, well, obviously, um, the farmhouse is still important to them. Absolutely, There's, it's mm-hmm. still yep. it's still important. It's, it's not just doing. my friends. It's not just my friend's house. It's, no, we all have formative. It, it's a fucking place. There. Like yeah. it's a place. It's like a place of refuge. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So so talk about why people should come to the farmhouse. The first thing, I mean, it's a it's a place of refuge. So yeah, it's a place to heal. Yes. Uh, it's a place to talk about that experience, and it's a place to talk about God. You know, one of the yeah. things that that I think happens. It, I, this came up with the with the retreat we were doing in Canada. Um, was the the folks up there were were kind of astounded by what happened in the retreat because people came together and they talked about what they tried to do and they prayed what they yeah. thought about when they talked about God and stuff like that. And they said, "Well, we don't ever talk about that." And I thought, "You're a church, you know." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because we talk about other stuff, yeah. and and it happened um, like this Sunday we went. Like mom preached it, so my mom is actually preaching more frequently than I am now um, <laughs> at this other church. Your mom is a fucking delight, by <laughs> the way. Yeah, she really, she is my second mom. And your dad sounds yeah. like fucking Sean Connery, and it's amazing. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. So no, mom preached, and uh, and she did. It was a freaking great sermon. Yeah. Right. I mean, it was great. Um, and she was talking about the Old Testament, and it had to do with water, and it had mm-hmm. to do with times in our lives that we don't have water, or things are dry, or there's too much water, and all that stuff. And that was fine. I mean, it was it was a great freaking sermon, um, but it it didn't have anything to do with God, mm. in a way. I mean, mm-hmm. like it had to do with us. It, it was it was yeah. about how we feel. And I, I think you know what we do at the farmhouse is we try to puzzle out what it means to to exist with God right now, yeah. and that means something freaking different than it did 20 years ago. Yeah. Because the God that we grew up worship, I mean, mm-hmm. that God is a dead God. Yeah. Uh, He's impotent. Yeah. It's fucking Zeus. There's no, there's no life there. No. Right. And so at the farmhouse, I mean, what we can talk about is the stuff where we're trying to work our way through how we understand our faith right now. Yeah. And, and to do it in a place that's safe. Yeah. Um, because we have, I mean, we have atheists and it, it, Muslims it, 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 and yeah. It's the safest place and, you could possibly you know, be. Uh, yeah. it, it's a safe place to do that. Yep. And there needs to be more places like that because there aren't safe places. Yeah. Um, I mean, you, you, can, you can't 
you can't find safety in the Episcopal Church. You can't find it in yep. the. Uh, and I, sh- you know, I should say something else. I've had some freaking great experiences in the Episcopal Church. There are some wonderful sure. people. There. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and we had great experiences in the Evangelical Church yeah, too. Yeah. Like it's not. Yeah, it's it's not. But I, I think what I really I kind of think those are the exceptions rather than. The oh, rule. I agree. I totally agree with you. Um, yeah. You know the. I mean the people that we knew in in Vancouver. If you're if you're in Vancouver and that area and you want to check out an Anglican church. I know those people. Those are almost across the board fantastic people. Yeah. Go there and, and, you know, you're at a good place. Yeah. Um, you know, if you're in Chicago, that's a good place. I mean, go to some of those churches. Don't go to the people in places in Indianapolis. You know, I mean, that's yeah. that's really right. the, the thing. Um, but so to have a place where you can, you can be safe and you can sit down yeah. and you can talk about stuff and you can meet my wife and my kids and my yeah. family and... Because uh, I don't know why that's part of the charm. I mean, it, but, it, all, but it is. It's yeah. it's it's, it's yep. your home, but it's You're, it's more than your home. Like there's it, a rootedness. There there is a meditation meditative uh, quality of the area. It's like I'm immediately at peace when I when I crest the hill and see the house. Yes, I'm immediately. Yeah, yeah, me too. Whatever's going on in my life, I'm immediately at peace, and it's been that way for however fucking long I've known you, which is a goddamn long time now. Like. 25 years? 20, almost, yeah, 23 some years. Yeah, I mean, almost 25 years now. Like, it just, it, it, that's just how it is. It, yeah. It's just, it's a, I, if anybody in the Indi- Indiana area, Illinois, fucking Ohio, Kentucky, like, you're within We're a couple hours. Yeah, yeah so we've mean, had people from. Yeah, I mean, but, but, yeah. but you're within a couple hours of a place that can just be, even for a weekend, for just a. Day. a just yeah. a a restful place. You well, and Karen and I are everything. talking about putting together some just retreats that people could come to. Yeah, you know. Yeah, um, it just let us I mean, know, man. We'll, po- we'll stuff like post that. them yeah. on our shit. We'll we need to do a pastor's retreat and just throw it out there. Yeah, yeah. We guys have been talking about it for yeah. a while. Yeah, we might actually be able to do that soon. That'd be good. Yeah, so we'll we'll talk about it afterwards. No, we'll talk about it in a while. We're not going to talk. About it. <laughs> you're you're in no condition to talk about anything. We'll, we'll so. see. All right. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so farmhousemission.org. And there's more shit. We'll, we'll have you back. Yeah, we, just we definitely have, have to have you back. Yep. Okay, I want to talk about some positive things, too. I mean, I really want to talk about, like, building yeah. something. Yeah. Do you want to do that tonight? Do you want to do it? No. It's let's freaking just save late. it. Let's, let's just save it. It's 9 o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> Farm, farmhousemission.org, facebook.com slash thefarmhousemission. Um, check it out. Book yeah. a retreat. I, I, yeah, I can't ever sell it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Brad. Thank you, guys. Yeah, man. I always like coming up here, which is odd. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. Made a horrible, horrible mistake. <laughs> Indeed. But you got a damn good steak out I of it. I did, yeah. <laughs> steak, some lobster. Yeah, man. I feel better. Well, I hope better. so. It's been like three fucking hours since you drank. And you've had two giant glasses of water. Yeah, so, do you need some more? No, I'm good. Okay, good. Five stars get red, but one star is dead. Feedback. It's not feedback, Michael. For the hundredth time, it's not feedback. Really? (laughs) All right. um, Reviews. What do we got? Any reviews? Well, after a week of having a number of them, we decided people decided they just didn't get me. Well, fuck these guys. Fuck off. Yeah. Leave a review on iTunes. It'll be great. Yeah. Do you have any more annoying sound effects that we you have play right now? Many Do you more. have the most annoying no- sound on there? Oh yeah, hold on, give me a minute. Oh, I gotta find it. That's not it. That's not it. Nope. Help me, Allah! <laughs>
Uh, Talladega Nights. <laughs> Come on. Oh, here it is. Here. Want to hear the most annoying sound? Oh. Of the world? <laughs> <laughs> guys, oh guys, my gosh. Guys. Boy, that's a movie I don't want to revisit. <laughs> Thanks. Really? I kind of like that movie. Oh, it's gosh, pretty great. Dumb and Really? What's wrong with you? I was like 12 when that came out. All right. Fuck it. God damn it. Out of all the movies I've seen multiple times, that was probably in the top like 15 movies I've seen. All right. Brad, what do you got? God damn it. What? (laughs) Brad. Brad, Twitter? Uh, Top seven. Maybe you can shut your dick holster. (laughs) (laughs) Brad, it is nine. I would like to dedicate this first lick (laughs) to your mother. Fucker. Fucker. <laughs> oh, Michael! That was accidental. Hey, you! Don't yell at me! You just hit like... You practically jizzed all over your all soundboard. Right. Number seven. Top that seven. Top seven. Yeah. yeah. Tim McMahon at McMahon versus Wild. Hey, new uh, turd in the pub. Is it? Is it? No, you're thinking of Tim Bennett. Good Good time, though. Oh, good, different good times. Yeah, that's... At podcast. Uh, he did... Co- I think he did... Michael, a, a patron, shut but he hasn't up. joined the pub yet. At Pastor's Podcast, Zach. I'm Fuck that ridiculous. I'll shut up whenever I want to. <laughs> I'm that ridiculous, obsessive person who sources meat and wood. Michael, same. <laughs> I imagine <laughs> moments like this unfold kind of like the scene in old school when the wedding band starts cursing. Uh, <laughs> number six, David Sloss at Dave the Explorer. Enjoyed Zach Hunt on Pastor's Podcast, episode 163, during his moving story about feeding Nicaraguan street, street children. All I could think about was all those poor birds made homeless during the podcast. <laughs> Hashtag white trash liturgists. Dude, while we were recording, literally his, 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 his kids kept finding like birds nests. Brought in three he's like, birds We nests. have two trees in our yard. I have no idea where they're finding them. Uh, number five, Ryan M. at Pop Pop in the Attic. Pop, 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 dirty pop. Uh, at Pastor's Podcast, I'm dying laughing here listening to Zach Hunt talk about playing. I wish we'd all been ready to pick up chicks in high school. The father spoke. The demons dined. If you don't have a date to prom, would you be mine? <laughs> Number four, Dave the, David Sluss at Dave the Explorer. While listening to Pastor's Podcast, third anniversary, it occurred to me that if the pub were a cult, members wouldn't drink the Kool-Aid. They would eat the peaches. Yeah, pretty much. God Number damn, three, Chavez E. Chavez and Associates at Knowles underscore TK. By the way, just so you know, uh, the, the uh, movie Young Guns. Yeah. That was Lou Diamond Phillips' name in that movie. Chavez E. Chavez. Chavez, e. Chavez. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just so you're on board. Thanks. <laughs> so am I the only one that yeah. picked up on MJ Basinger saying same when Zach, had he so- Zach said he sources his own wood and meat for smoking? <laughs> Number two, Jason White at Gravy Boat Pirate. Three minutes into Pastor's Podcast, episode 163, and I learned something. There is a television show MJ Basinger doesn't watch. Hashtag Game yeah. of Thrones. Oh, yeah, I don't watch Hashtag it. House of Lancaster. <laughs> <laughs> and then number one. I don't know. I have a bad feeling about this. That's great. Michael. Brian at Hujo. You definitely should change your name to hashtag white trash liturgist ace. Laurel. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Maybe uh, next week. Yeah. All right. We'll see. Hit the button, Michael. Right. You all right, buddy? You look pretty tired. I am pretty tired. Now it's time to decide our hashtag. Hashtag, I don't have any baskets. <laughs> 
no fucking idea what that's. I like. I look at my hashtags. I have no idea what any of them are from. Hashtag just, just like hashtag just like Bin Laden. <laughs> can I? <laughs> can I first point out that from the time my daughter was about two years old, Love Shack was the song that she would sing the most when she was in public. <laughs> Good. Which was kind of awesome. Hashtag, she's a national treasure. She liked the bang bang on the door, baby. <laughs> and so she'd yell that and sing it. And then if someone didn't know that she did that and then she was singing it, then they'd be like, that's cool. <laughs> Hashtag, is it Josh Casey? I have no idea what that's in relation to. <laughs> Hashtag, Mike Tyson, Mike Tyson without a lisp. <laughs> Hashtag, white rascal. <laughs> I don't know what any. I don't either. I look at all mine. I have no idea what they're from. Hashtag Michael's hot takes. Hashtag corkscrew penis. (laughs) This is my personal vote. Hashtag mutar. (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag milium. (laughs) Hashtag extended deluxe. Yep. Hashtag 14 inch purple surprise. <laughs> My wedding night. Hashtag. No, no, it wasn't. If you lopped 10 inches off. And <laughs> color it, was a, purple. it was a surprise, all right. Yeah. Yeah, the surprise sounds right. But, uh, <laughs> hashtag pro- Proval Utah. Hashtag Zambian nurse. Hashtag huge in Zambia. And then hashtag become lame through drink. Jesus Christ. Uh, I've got, I don't need any baskets. Become lame through drink. I don't need any baskets. Yeah, that's when you said, I asked you if you wanted some of the biscuits I have. You're like, I don't need any baskets. I mean biscuits. I wrote that too. I, I have no clue what it was referring Hashtag to. just like Bin Laden. Hashtag our right rascal. I have no idea what that's from. Hashtag fridge filtered mother approved. Hashtag keep your theft to regular business hours. Hashtag I have a corkscrew penis. Hashtag TD, TD Jakes and duck penis. Hashtag your mom was a heifer. Hashtag girth brooks. <laughs> hashtag, I like that a lot. This might be my favorite. Hashtag a big Val Kilmer fan. <laughs> hashtag no one fucks with the saint. Hashtag drink some lean on the podcast. Hashtag you've just become lame. Hashtag I heard the word hooker. And then hashtag the same people that brought us Brexit. <laughs> I've got uh, White Rascal. Man, I have I oh, that's the drink, isn't it? Yeah, that was the beer. The beer oh, okay. But I don't know why. <laughs> I fuck. I yeah. I My no name idea. in high school. Yeah. No, it wasn't. Uh, duck. What in homeschool? Your mom called you white <laughs> rascal. <laughs> there it is. That's the hashtag. Your mom was, called you white rascal. That was their team nickname. <laughs> the white rascals, the white and it was rascal. just Michael. <laughs> He was yeah, the point, point guard. Point, point ball against the garage. You point, point guard, guard center, center and white. power forward. Power forward. Uh, I he played kickball against the garage. <laughs> <laughs> and the garage won. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you guys. All right, I've got duck corkscrew penis. <laughs> M- mutar. Uh, I like mutar a lot. <laughs> Milliam. Uh, Girth Brooks. Extended Deluxe. Uh, Devaney. Giant 14 inch purple surprise. BJ Pickens. 
I feel like giant 14 inches is a little redundant. <laughs> uh, big Jeffy style. What the fuck is that even from? <laughs> I said that right after I said BJ Pickens, Big Jeffy. You know, <laughs> Big Jeffy style. Listening to all these, it brings to mind how long this thing has gone on. Yeah, I know. Short, short rectal exam uh, <laughs> and prone to hyperbole. I like Mutar. Mutar. I think it's Mutar. M O O T A U R. Mutar. If you've listened to this episode, yeah. hit us up on social media with the hashtag, hashtag Mutar. It's like a keytar made out of cows. Yeah, that's exactly except what it is. Except it's not yeah. at all. Um, we're on social media uh, on Twitter at Pastors Podcast. At Pauline Matt. At MJ Basinger. At what are you? Where are you at? He doesn't have Twitter. Pickens? He doesn't know what Twitter is. What? Uh, what's your Google Plus? <laughs> I thought we even deleted <laughs> nothing <that>. anymore. <laughs> uh, Facebook.com/slash Pastors Podcast. Instagram and Glorious Bastards. Um, support for this podcast comes from listeners like you. You guys pay for this shit show. Uh, subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts. Check out our website, GloriousBastards.com. Also, we do own jizzmuzzle.com. It is Still? back in the family. Is it back in the business? No, we bought it. So we, we are bought, we we bought Jizzmuzzle. We are the proud man. owners of jizzmuzzle.com. Really? <laughs> money well spent. Yeah, yeah clearly. That's like, 20 bucks I spent all week. I mean, you can't. Some starving kid in Africa isn't getting anything to eat because you guys have just... You know what? He's not willing to work for it, is he? All right? Is that what you wanted to hear? Is that what you fucking wanted now? Is that how you're going to end? Are you happy now? Is that how you're going to end my podcast? Well, I am now. Patreon.com slash Bastards Podcast to support this. Check out our friends (laughs) at Twisted Sisters on their Apple Podcast feed. Don't forget to call and ask the the Void a question at 484-PASTOR. Pastor Jenny. Um, 484 Pastor, that's 484 727 8373. Yeah, thanks yeah. for coming up, man. Dude, thanks for We need to do this again so we can do some positive shit. Yeah. Where do we go from here? I want to talk about that. Yeah, let's do that. Let's just book that shit. What are we doing Tuesday? <laughs> <laughs> I think we're booked, are we? Yeah, we're, we're booked. booked. Fuck, we're booked. We're, we're booked fucking May, man. We'll get, we'll get it. Sir. Yeah, we'll get it. <clears throat> yeah. We're, 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 all right, buddy. we're booked in June right now. It's crazy. Jesus Christ, are we yeah. really? Yeah. Huh. Are we still going to be around in June? Yes. Yeah, know. you have to have me come yeah. back on and talk about well, something Well, at nice. this point, if we do end the podcast, like it's going to be a lot of work because I have a lot of emails you have to say, actually, it's, it's over. So, <laughs> at this point, we might as well. Well, stop just... booking people so we can fucking end this goddamn thing. <laughs> that way we can just be done. Like, we could just ghost the world. Then no one will be able to buy you dinner. That's true. That's a fair point. <laughs> God bless you all for well, dinner. Well, it was fucking delicious. This meal brought to you. Twenty one North Eatery and or whatever it's called in Martinsville, Indiana. It's good, man. It's fucking expensive as fuck, but it's delicious. God, it's good. Yeah, it is. If you're looking for a nice, what did the four of us spend? Two hundred and sixty dollars. Mostly for alcohol. <laughs> to be fair. <laughs> 260 bucks. Well, we left a nice tip. We left a really good tip. We did like a $50 tip. Yeah, we were we're generous. Well, you guys are generous. I feel so uncomfortable right now. (laughs) Because he doesn't remember most of that. (laughs) 